Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. The Breeders' Crown has a long and storied history of showcasing some of Harness Racing's current and up-and-coming horses. In 2016, the Harness Racing world followed an up-and-coming trotter named Walmer, who took the industry by storm as he put on some spectacular performances throughout the 2016 season. Four likely coming down to the line. Moonshiner, Hanover, and Sorty on the outside. Walmer wins the Breeders' Crown. Sadly, in 2017, Walmer suffered an injury, and his talent didn't get to shine through. This year, a two-year-old Philly trotter named Manchigo has proven herself to be in the spotlight as she is undefeated in 2017. And again opens up by two and a half, three on the field. And Manchego, the Muscle Hill Philly, will remain undefeated. Manchego in 154. Tonight, she puts that streak on the line with possible Horse of the Year honors on the line. Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, is proud to present the 2017 34th edition of the Breeders' Crown, live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson, Indiana. Live coverage of the 2017 Breeders' Crown from Hoosier Park is brought to you by... Bet America, play the Bet America way, thestable.ca, an affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. New vocations, make your next horse an ex-race horse. The Harness Racing Fan Zone, putting you in the driver's seat. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment, live harness racing returns November 4th. Embroidery Unlimited. For all of your embroidery needs, the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, the Breeders' Crown is coming in 2018, Crawford Farms, driven for a passion of the sport, the Raceway at Western Fair District, Harness Racing lives here, Millstream Farms, visit us online at millstreamfarms.com, the Blooded Horse Sales Company, visit us at bloodedhorse.com, Diamond Creek Farms. Simply a cut above. VIP Internet Stables, the number one partnership in harness racing. We are live. We are live from the 2017 uh, Breeders' Crown. Uh, Michael Carter alongside of many others. Mike Bozich in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. We're alongside of Garnett, Barnsdale, Taylor Johnson, and Jessica. And real quick, before we uh, jump into everybody else who's joining the team, Garnett, let's quickly look over this four-horse field. It's the Breeders' Crown Open Mare's Trot for $250,000. And the one is Emoticon Hanover. Trained by Luke of Blyde, Termination owns the horse. Daniel Dubay has won three straight, including the Alarage and Miss Versatility. Yeah, you know, Mike, Emoticon Hanover seems to just lay over this field. I mean, her closest competitor and the horse that's uh, second choice currently, Caprice Hill, 
has been beaten by a Motocon Hanover by 11 and a half lengths in the All-Arash at the Red Mile, and uh, the Miss Versatility Final by five lengths, two starts back at, at Delaware, um, and the other two horses kind of look like fillers. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say this horse is probably the best bet of the night here. All right. Well, we've uh, pretty much talked as much as we can about that, uh, but a horse that might have a chance later on is Carol's Z-Tam. And Ella Christina. And both horses uh, raced extremely well in their eliminations last week, uh, Garnett. And uh, I'll tell you what, Ella Christina really closed strongly from off the pace. So before we get to this race, for more on Ella Christina and Carol's Z-Tam, let's send it out to our good friend, as soon as I turn her microphone on, our good friend, Jessica. Jessica, how's it going? Thanks, Mike. Uh, good. Uh, so I was able to talk to both uh, Nick Sirik and Jamie McCumber on Ella Christina and Carol Zetam. Both of them had a fantastic elimination. Carol Zetam sat last for most of the mile and just come flying home. Ella Christina really only paced the last 16th of a mile to get up in time for the win. Um, both trainers are very happy with post positions. Uh, Jamie McCumber said that she couldn't have been any happier with the post position six for Carol Zetam. She hopes that she's in the hunt a little bit in the middle of it and hopefully be able to out-sprint everyone. And Nick Sirk said that uh, Ella Christina will, if he, he could have picked a post position, it would have been three, and that's what they drew. So best of luck to both of those connections and everybody else in the Breeders' Crown tonight. Back to you, Mike. Thank you, Jessica. And Jessica will be doing all of our winner's circle reporting. We're joined right now uh, before they head to the gate in the Breeders' Crown Open Mare's Trot presented by Woodbine. Mr. Dave Brower. Dave, if we get interrupted here, we'll bring you back after the race. But, Dave, talk to us uh, a little bit about uh, what goes into handicapping uh, some of these races. Pretty much, you have to... Sorry about that, Mike. Yeah. It, it's a matter of watching all the eliminations when they're taking place like that. Last week, the eliminations on both nights were significantly different. The racing conditions on Friday night were far different from what happened on Saturday night when it was windy and the drivers were being very, very careful. Uh, you know, this field right here, we knew we were going to have a big favorite. We're going to get it over with early, Emoticon Hanover, world record holder. But uh, we, can, we can watch the clock because these, uh, the track is playing fast, even though it's sloppy. The stakes record, 151-4 and four by being magician here. Uh, debut is Breeders' Crown debut for Louis-Philippe Bois, if I had said that correctly, Garnett. We'll see about it. that. And Luke Blaze, he's won a Breeders' Crown before, having won it with Intimidate back in 2012. Now, Dave, we've had a uh, sloppy track here this evening. Uh, Yannick earlier tonight said it was kind of a tiring racetrack. Do you uh, concur with that statement? I do, because when I was in the back paddock interviewing him, I talked to some of the other drivers here, and we were more concerned with the inside. Sometimes when it gets wet here, the inside can be a little bit deep, sort of like it was uh, at the Red Mile and Kentucky Futurity Day. But they came back, they, you know, they're all just a little bit cold and, uh, and miserable at the moment, but they know the big money's on the line. And so far, you know, we've had, what, the first couple of races won by closers, and then the last two horses dug in on the front end. So no bias, and that's all you can ever ask for as a handicapper. Dave, it's funny you say that because when we were here for the uh, Hoosier Pacing Derby, and I know you watch a ton of harness racing, uh, it was the speed, 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 and then all of a sudden the track just, boom, it just come back to them. So uh, no speed bias is uh, definitely the way to be. And that's a credit to track superintendent Gary Wolf. He's one of the best guys in the business. We used to have him at the Meadowlands. So you never know. He could come out, you know, with the planes. He could come out, you know, with the, with the rakes and stuff like that. He, he rolled the track earlier at 1 o'clock when the rain started, so that's why it's in such good shape. All right, Dave. Certainly appreciate your expertise. We'll see you later on, and uh, good luck tonight. All right, before we get to the rest of the racing program here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino, here is the Breeders' Crown Open Mare's Trot Purse $250,000 presented by Woodbine. Let's send it upstairs to Steve Cross with the live call of Race 7 from Hoosier Park.
Field of four with the one emoticon in Hanover at one to nine. Good stretch, ready for the start. Here they come. And they're off and trotting in Breeders' Crown. Emoticon Hanover from the inside, and the Caprice Hill will go right at the heavy-footed early on here as Jingra sends her right out, but now looks to drop in behind. So Emoticon Hanover takes the lead, and uh, Caprice Hill will drop in and grab the pocket seat in second as they trot into the first turn. Pink Pistol, meantime, takes a seat in third, and the Flowers and Songs at the back here trots in fourth. As they race past the quarter mile marker, 27 seconds flat. They're on the back stretch now. A motorcon Hanover. The cadaver there leading the way. Daniel Dubay will dictate the pace here, leading a length. Right in her back in second, Caprice Hill with the Yannick Jingra as they wait patiently there. Next in third in Pink Pistol as she comes in from Mohawk. And the flowers and songs of Matt Kakili right there on the inside. Flowers and songs about three and a half, four lengths from the leader. So the half was 55-3 and three as they continue on to the far turn. Emoticon Halver maintains her lead here. Just a length, almost a length and a half now. Caprice Hill on the inside. Trots in the second. Pink Pistol is comfortably trotting in third. And Flowers and Songs to the inside, tracking along fourth. As they circle the upper turn, they arrive at the three-quarter mile marker. Emoticon Hanover has led from the outset. Caprice Hill and Jingra ready to fire from second. And here comes Pink Pistol to the outside as she makes her bid from third. 125 past three quarters as they enter the stretch. It's Emoticon Hanover. Caprice Hill angles off her back now, challenging in second. Pink Pistol to the outside. Three wide from third. They've less than a sixteenth ago in Breeders' Crown. It's Emoticon Hanover to the outside. Caprice Hill continues to inch closer, but it's Emoticon Hanover. Emoticon Hanover will win the Breeders' Leaders crowd at 153 and 4. Caprice Hill finishes second pink pistol. And All right, guys and girls, Emoticon Hanover Garnett, and uh, they bet 85,000 in that race, a heck of a race, uh, considering there's only one place at Exacta. But Emoticon Hanover, uh, never a doubt. Caprice Hill, though, uh, raced pretty well. Uh, at the beginning of the race and even uh, kind of closed on Emoticon Hanover, but Emoticon was just too strong. She did. You know, it was another brilliant uh, drive by Jingra leaving enough to be able to secure the pocket. He looked like he was going to try and get the lead and then he backed off into the pocket and that's where he needed to be at least to uh, pose a challenge in the stretch. And she tried right to the end, only beating three quarters of a length, but Emoticon Hanover just too good and too much her own way. All right, before we get back to Mike Bozich, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a few horses here tonight, Garnett, but one horse that everybody's got their eye on is Manchego, and Manchego has been absolutely dominant through her two-year-old season. Uh, we haven't seen a trotter like this since J.K. She's a Lady. She's 10 for 10, and going after uh, Horse of the Year honors up against Ariana G., uh, obviously the two best horses uh, currently going on, and they're both females for that matter. Yeah, you know, 11 for 11, uh, she's impeccably bred. Um, you know, this this race, this two-year-old Philly uh, crown trot, may be a little bit more competitive than people think, though, because I really like Fatosif tonight. She was very impressive last week, one off uh, as she pleased with a 27-3 and three last quarter. And if you look at her race two back in the Peaceful Way final, she was first up to Manchego, and, uh, you know, she was getting to her at the end. I think Fatosif may be catching up to her a little bit, and uh, this could be more competitive than people think. All right, for more on Manchego, let's go to the fourth member of our broadcast team, Taylor Johnston, who is in the paddock here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino. Taylor, welcome in. Hi, how are you guys? 
Good to be All here. Right. Uh, so, Mantego, I was talking a little bit with uh, Jimmy Tacker about Mantego before they started warming up here. And he was saying that he has not seen a filly like this since Ariana G last year, as her, her two-year-old season. So he has high hopes for her going in to the rest of her season and then the three-year-old year. All right, Taylor. Well, we'll be reaching out to you for uh, paddock interviews. We certainly appreciate all of your help back there. And uh, listen, find us some good ones, all right? Oh, I'll do my best. All right. That was Taylor Johnson, the fourth member of our broadcast team. Mike, a uh, one to nine favorite going off uh, to win here. Uh, the $2 exact to pay you to $3,222.10. The official price is here, Mike. Yeah, Motocon Hanover, fourth straight win. And uh, how about trainer Luke Blaze, guys? Uh, was third in the voting for Canadian Trainer of the Year. You know, took over the determination stable four years ago. Of course, Luke Blaine said uh, in that first year, I believe, Breeders' Crown champion Intimidate. I'm sure uh, Garnett remembers that one, certainly a two-time Brian Award winner. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, he's done a great job with this mare this year. She didn't start out that great at the beginning of the year. I know she, I think she was second last year in the Breeders' Crown, but uh, he brought her along perfectly. And to peak like this, you know, late summer, fall, uh, where all the money is, is just it's an outstanding job by Blake. You know, and Blaze only got the 16-horse stable, made $2 million uh, for determination of Montreal in 2016. And, and a note maybe that a lot of people don't know about Luke was uh, he used to work for a guy that they just had a retirement ceremony for at the at the Mohegan Sun at Pocono, Doug Hamilton, a guy that I grew up in the Chicagoland area watching. Uh, guys, certainly welcome in. Uh, congratulations to the connections of Emoticon Hanover. But we badly need a commercial timeout when we come back. It's more of Breeders' Crown 2017 from Hoosier Park on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests will receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mare Ellen Zyle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. Millstream will see you in Harrisburg. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings 
while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Blooded Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse. That's bloodedhorse.com. Back live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, Michael Carter alongside of Mike Bozich presenting Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Ben America. We've got team members everywhere. We've introduced everybody except for the man to my right over here, Mr. Garnett Barnsdale and Garnett all the way down from Canada. And listen, if you hear him say A, well, you won't say A. I haven't heard you say A since you've been here. I'm not an A guy. <laughs> I, might, I might say huh, like an American. <laughs> well, Garnett, uh, we appreciate you uh, stopping in to uh, help us out. Uh, while Mike is uh, playing sick, if, no, I'm just kidding. He's uh, making sure all the technical stuff uh, runs well. Garnett, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your best bet of tonight and uh, maybe a horse you're looking forward to tomorrow. My best bet tonight uh, comes in the race. Nine? What am I doing? I can't find it. I like. Wow. It's race 11. You are my candy girl. Um, nine to five in the morning line. I think um, the the race that kind of uh, tips me to, to pick this horse as the best bet was the she's a great lady stakes that I saw in Mohawk where it, from at 40 to one, she went to the front from the eight hole and won in 150 and four for Louis Patrick Waugh. And, um, you know, she's been just as good ever since. So I think this horse is just on a major roll. She's very good right now, and I think she'll be very tough to beat. And she won't be a one-to-nine shot or a two-to-five shot. You might get even money or six-to-five. She's my best bet. All right. Race number eight, guys, coming up is the uh, two-year-old Philly Trot presented by Ainsworth. And there's win play show, exact to try, a dime superfecta. Guys, one-to-nine on Manchego. Uh, we uh, – we, we heard a little bit about uh, Manchego Garnett from uh, Jessica earlier. Uh, this horse just definitely seems to be uh, one of the top horses in the game. She definitely does. Um, she always turns for home with, uh, she always turns for home in front. She doesn't always go to the lead at the start of the race. And uh, the closest anybody's got to her was three quarters of a length. But, you know, I think this, this toe board's tilted a little bit here because I think I, I really give Fetosov a shot to win this race. She was the more impressive of the two last week. Now, you could argue that Manchego wasn't wasn't being used as much. I, I don't know for a fact, but if you're going to give me nine to one in Fatosive, 
you know, I'll probably take it because horses, they all get beat at some point. Uh, you know, I, I, I might not bet the house, but nine to one, is, it seems like a very good price. You know, I have in my notes here, you know, Fayette have raced extremely well and just blew by the leaders. Uh, but they also did a little bit of battling early on. And Basquiat looked a little bit roughed up in that elimination. And uh, obviously uh, Basquiat uh, was in uh, is number 11, was the also eligible. Both of the also eligibles are scratched in this race and uh, obviously Manchego raced in the second elimination defeated Lily stride and top expectation. She was parked to the first three eighths Garnett. So she definitely had a uh, tough trip for that's for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I've, what I've noticed from uh, Yannick Gingra in races like this, he doesn't rush these top horses in situations like that where they could maybe, uh, you know, if, they, if you rush them too much, they could get a little rough or break. So I don't know if it was a tough trip so much as uh, Yannick just kind of taking his time to make front, knowing he had the best horse in the race. All right, Garnett. So we're uh, talking here about man Chago and Fatosev. Let's bring in Mike Bozich. Mike, we're talking about the eighth race coming up presented by Ainsworth here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Uh, how do you see this race setting up? And do you think uh, eight to one is a little high on Fatosev? Well, I mean, from a value point of view, I think you have to think so. I mean, if you're, you know, obviously from a value point of view, nobody ever likes to accept one to nine. But, uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Manchego and Fayetosiv have locked horns uh, in the last couple of times. You know, Fayetosiv was technically getting to Manchego. But you know what? If you read some of the articles and if you talk to Jimmy Tactor, Jimmy Tactor says flat out that it's going to take a heck of a horse to get by Manchego. Now, is Fayetosiv that horse? I don't know. Here's the question I have for you guys. Does the track condition play a part in this? And I know you guys have been there and have watched the first six or seven races at Hoosier. And uh, Garnett, I'll throw this to you. I'll ask you, do you see any kind of uh, track biases or any kind of favorable spot to be on the racetrack here tonight? Well, it's interesting, Mike, because after the first four races where uh, every horse that turned uh, home with the lead got beat, and they weren't getting beat by by deep closers. They were getting beat by horses that were just kind of stalking in behind them. After the fourth race, I, I declared that uh, speed, uh, speed can't win and the front end's no good. And then in race uh, five, six, and seven, we have three, uh, three wire-to-wire winners. So, um, you know, based on that, um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, two, the, the last two that won were big chocks. Um, I, I think, the, the, so far from what I've seen, the track is more kind to horses that kind of stalk just in behind the leader, come maybe first, second over in the pocket. So it could, it could, have, a, it could have a bearing for sure. Yeah, certainly. Right now, Manchego won tonight. I don't think there's any uh, any big surprise there. But, uh, you know, if you look at the 50-cent 50, uh, 50 pick five will pays, guys, you know, Manchego and Fayetosev are not that far apart. So I think a lot of people, you know, backed themselves up with Fayetosev in some of the back ends of these multi-race wagers. But, uh, you know, I'm telling you, if you're playing it this way, you know, you could take a couple of different strategies as far as gambling goes if you're playing exotics. I mean, you could put Manchego on top and leave Fayetosib out, and hopefully a couple of bombs could come in. Or you could put Fayetosib out or Fayetosib on top with maybe Manchego, you know, third or fourth, and hoping to get them bombs in the middle. Always trying to be resourceful, Garnet. I know you especially trying to make some kind of price. I mean. Who else in this race is there besides Manchego and Fayetosev? Where else can we look for some value here? Um, Lily Stride that was reasonably impressive going first up against Manchego in her elimination, but I don't like her post. Um, you, you're getting a price. Now you've got to figure out how she's going to win the race from post eight. I think a horse that, um, a horse that I've seen up north, Atlanta, 
has really come to hand. You'll notice she won four of her last six starts, um, and she 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 didn't really look like much before she kind of caught fire. So um, in her in her uh, elimination, she got up to as close as second to Fetosov in the lane before evening off and finishing fourth. The one would be a horse I would consider using in the try or the super underneath, maybe in the three and four slots that could potentially add some value, even with the chocks in the top spots. Mike, Perhaps, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say maybe a horse that you know, perhaps is a little bit of an unknown commodity, a horse that has not been facing these types except for the elimination, is a number six top expectations. Now, here's a horse that uh, really didn't have a whole lot of room in her elimination, uh, shook free late to finish third. She did have a little bit of trot, and she does have a little bit of speed. So if this track is indeed starting to turn into a, a speed-favoring type, maybe six top expectations could be the one that can get there. And uh, right now she's... Uh, Pretty healthy, 98 to 1. All right, guys. The horses are stepping onto the racetrack for tonight's eighth race. Two-year-old Philly Trotters, the Breeders' Crown, presented by Ainsworth here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Garnett, let's go through the field. Number one is Atlanta, is owned by the Rick Zeron Stables and Holland Racing. Howard Taylor and BJ Grant. Rick Zeron trains and drives. Uh, coming out of a fourth-place effort, uh, it was kind of a... Uh, not such a good effort uh, for number one, Atlanta. Uh, I've been racing on the New York Sire Stakes before here. The two is SMS Princess, owned by Aki Svonstead of Wrightstown, New Jersey. Stahl Muse, Inc., also of New Jersey. Trained by Aki, driven by Aki. Comes out of a fourth-place finish where um, past horses for the entire second half of the race, only beaten four and a quarter lengths. One to consider for the bottom of your exotic wagers, I think. Listen, I'm about to make Mike Bozich uh, laugh himself over there. Number three is Hey Blondie. Hey, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Okay? I'm sorry. Number three is Hey Blondie is owned by Jones, Bordanga, McDuffie, and Kinsey. Chuck Sylvester trained Andrew McCarthy in the Sulky. Another uh, horse that didn't race all that great in the Breeders' Crown Eliminations had a win in Lexington and has a third place in the Kentuckiana here at Hoosier Park. Before is Manchego, unbeaten, 11 for 11, Muscle Hill, Philly, owned by Black Horse Racing, John Fielding, Herb Liverman, trained by Jimmy Tactor, driven by Yannick Zingras. She's your one-to-nine favorite and the horse Philly to beat. Number five is Fatosev, is owned by the Purple Hay Stables, LLC. Tron Smedshammer trains and drives the five Fatosev. This two-year-old filly by Explosive Matter won by three lengths in what I thought was the better of the two elimination performances. Uh, Fatosev is going to try to take down Manchego, and Manchego's got an unbeaten streak to, uh, to her credit. The six is t- Top Expectations, owned by Daniel Plouffe of Quebec. Trained by Irv Miller, driven by his son Marcus. Top expectations comes into this race, finishing third in her elimination. She's got a three, four, and one record from eleven starts, made over two hundred thousand. Another horse to consider, maybe for third or fourth in the exotics. Number seven is Jordan Blue Chip, and Jordan Blue Chip about to come on the screen is owned by the Dreamville Stable. Paula Wellwood trained Scott Zeron in the bike. Of course, we all know Paula Wellwood and Scott Zeron teamed up with Marion Marauder to win the Triple Crown just not that long ago. Number eight is Lily Stride. Lily Stride is owned by Emilio and Maria Rosati. Trained by Mark Harder, driven by Tim Tietrich. Lily Stride has a 4-5-1 and one record from 10 starts. Never missed the board. Second in her elimination. Currently 42-1 to one if you like her. 
Number nine is Sivorum, and I've heard a lot of people say they like this horse. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you like the horse, it's 99 to 1. Why not take a shot with Sivorum, who definitely has a shot to come off the pace? Yannick Jingra earlier tonight said, Garnett, that the track was uh, a little dead, uh, you know, a little tiring to some of these horses. I'll tell you what, if uh, the two favorites go out and uh, duke it out, uh, we could definitely uh, maybe see a little bit of an upset here. If we do, it's going to pay uh, at a minimum right now, crazily. 42 to 1 is the third choice. Is that even possible? 42 to 1, <laughs> third choice. We got a 1 to 5 and 2 to 1. And the last horse is the 10, looking for Zelda, uh, starting from the 10. Well, she's got seven wins and 10 starts this year, and 99 to 1. So you see some crazy prices on horses with great records in these races sometimes. Well, that's because all the money, obviously, going to the 4 and the 5. Now 1 to 5 was 1 to 9. Not anymore. One to five on Manchego. And number 10 is the horse you just talked about. That's the the field for the 2017 Breeders' Crown two-year-old Philly Trotters presented by Ainsworth. We're going to bring Mike Bozich in here. Uh, Are you surprised by any means that Lily Stride is taking a little bit of money? Well, you know, guys, Lily Stride is, uh, was the most expensive purchase in this race, was purchased for $220,000 from the Lexington Select Yearlingsdale. And uh, trainer Mark Harder, who's uh, been a pretty hot trainer over the last couple of days, I know he's had a couple of winners at Harris, Philadelphia. You know, this is a horse that has been very consistent, and, you know, she's coming into her own. I mean, make no mistake about it. I think she deserves to be in the upper echelon of this division. How's the trip going to work out for tonight, though, guys? I mean, she went a big mile in her elimination, the big second to Manchego. But here we go again. She's out here in post eight. She might have to even go a bigger mile tonight, uh, you know, to beat the top two. And, you know, if it was just for a better post, if Lily Stride had a better post, I would be a lot more confident about her chances. But I just think she's going to have a rough go of it from outside, guys. You know, guys, it's uh, interesting. You know what the winningest post positions here are, Garnett? I would guess uh, probably somewhere around five and six, similar to Mohawk. Would be four, my guess. Four, four and five. Yeah. Four and five. So these two have dr- drawn the best post possible uh, here. And, again, the question is, Floppy track. Uh, Manchego, and I'm going to look back at the lines here as we're trying to get the uh, trying to get a little bit of a warmth. Manchego won over a fast track. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a sloppy track in Lexington that Manchego raced over. Uh, I'm wondering, though, is the sloppy track going to make that much of a difference here tonight? I think it all depends on trip. I think for Fetosev to have a shot, um, she, I, I think you know the strategy should be to try and outleave her take the front, and then make Manchego go around and get her uh, sit in her pocket. I, I can't really see Fetosa coming first up and beating her. I, I hope she does because I'm live to her in the pick four. <laughs> but I, I think, think Smedhammer's got to play this smart and leave as hard as he can and try and work out the pocket trip here. Well, guys, we are just a couple of minutes away. Mike, I don't know if you knew this already, but uh, the rain here earlier this afternoon was absolutely incredible. Incredible. Uh, we had a lot of rain here in Anderson, Indiana earlier this afternoon. It is extremely cold here. Uh, probably about, what do you think, 40s, probably, maybe that with the wind, probably mid-30s? Yeah, probably, probably about mid-30s, almost freezing. Mike, Mike i got to tell you, the weather tomorrow night is supposed to be a lot better. It's still supposed to be cold, but no rain in the forecast for uh, the Breeders' Crown races tomorrow night. All right, guys. Well, listen, we're going to squeeze in a real quick couple of times. Do we have a time to take a couple commercial breaks, Mike? That, you got about one minute because uh, they're they got to hit their Australia off times. They're going to go off at 834. All right. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, 
It's the two-year-old Philly Trot, Breeders' Ground 2017. I'm post-time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966, we are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. For Crispy Apple, Bionic Man time again in the Miss New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. History. It's written by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. We are back here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Let's send it upstairs to the live call. Steve Cross of race number eight. It's the 2017 of Breeders' Crown two-year-old Philly Trotters presented by Ainsworth. Breeders' Crown two-year-old Philly Trotters sponsored by Ainsworth. Fable Chad. Bed stretch. Sure they come. And they're off and trotting SMS Princess and Swanstead stepping right out quickly, grabbing the lead from the outside, challenging early as they step out past the sands. It's Lily Stride and moving up between horses there is Fetosov, Fetosov and Manchego as they trot three deep into the first turn. Racing over to the quarter-mile marker, and then Manchego on the inside has the advantage here on Fetosa, but they're too wide past the quarter at 27-2. and two. SMS Princess, meantime, takes back to third. A gap of two lengths forward to Atlanta, another two-fifth on the outside. It's top expectations. They're alongside Hay Blondie. Moving to the outside comes Jordan Blue Chip as they head down the backstretch. Then it's looking for Zelda, and the Seviora is last in tenth. Now approaching the half, and Fetosov has won the early skirmish here. And Shago there in the inside follows along in second. SMS Princess right there with the hunt to third. 55 and 4 was the halftime, and Fetosov and Schmidt's hammer leading the way to the upper turn. And Shago to the inside, waiting in second. SMS Princess trots in third. And here comes Lily Stride. Tim Tietrich on his way with her. Just off her back is Top Expectations. She's second over fifth. Atlanta buried to the inside. Jordan Blue Chip to the outer flow, locked and shuffled Blondie. They come to the top of the stretch, and with the lead, it's Faye Joseph, and off her back now comes Manchego, and the battle begins at three quarters at 126 at two. Faye Joseph on the inside, Manchego going right at the leader. 
Manchego puts a nose in front. Manchego clears a length. Fatosa back on the inside, trotting in second. And Sebast Princess head to the outside. A heart-charging Sethiorum. But as they come to the wire, it's Manchego. And Manchego will go undefeated. She's 12 for 12. Manchego wins the Breeders' Crown in 154-4. Ladies and gentlemen, 12 for 12, including a Breeders' Crown of victory for Manchego. And I'll tell you what, uh, Garnett, Manchego got a little bit rough coming around that final turn. I thought for sure that uh, she might she would put in a, a couple of steps and possibly break. And if that happens, a 45-to-1 shot would win this race. Well, if. You know the old saying about the aunt and the uncle and if. And, uh, if but, uh, ants were pots and pans, we'd have a lot of dishes to wash, my friend. She did go a little bit sideways on the, on the turn. I think um, – I think obviously this horse is 12 for 12, this filly, and she's very great. Uh, there's no disputing that, but I think you cannot understate the sensational drive that Yannick Jingra gave this filly tonight, stretching out his only rival to a 55 and four half for, before finally letting her go. And then, uh, you know, as rivals started coming, he popped the pocket to make sure he didn't get any kind of trouble on that last turn, even though she went sideways a bit. The strategy was absolutely perfect. Hey, Mike, uh, this is a way, and Garnett and I talk about this all the time. This is a way to make money with a one-to-two shot. You have uh, Savorum, who we talked about before the race, guys. 45-to-1, uh, Mike Bozich. 45-to-1 finishing second. Uh, not too bad uh, for the exacta players here. Well, what happens if Savorum's a little bit closer up? I mean, last week, this was a, a horse in the elimination that once again had bad cover, really didn't have too much of a uh, striking position to work with and closed very well. And the exact same situation here tonight from post nine. So, you know, you have to wonder with a little bit of growing up at three, will Sevyorm kind of level the playing field out against Manchego? We'll have to wait and see. But I'll tell you what, I really like the way Sevyorm started coming to her own. Yeah, she was really coming at the end there. I, I'm I'm still not sure she'd win the race if she's a bit closer up because Manchego had a lot left in the stretch, and um, you know if she's a lot closer up, then she's closer up to a 55 and four half as well. So that is maybe true. She have the same uh, zip in the stretch, but she raced great. You can't take anything away from her. Well, one one thing about it, guys, is you know Garnett, we talked about this uh, for briefly for just a second. If Manchego makes a breaker on that final turn. Fetosiv was tired in the stretch. There's no doubt about it. And uh, Savorum come up and around her like it was nothing. I'll tell you what, we have a big upset here if uh, Manchego makes a break. Or who knows, maybe Manchego throws it a step and comes back. You never know. And she wasn't, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think she was that far off from making a break because she, she went totally sideways there for three or four strides and then uh, she kind of straightened out again. All right, guys, they are headed to the winner's circle. Real quick, though, I want to bring in a uh, very special guest, Nick Surik, uh, stopping by the table. Listen, my fiancé got a great picture of you and Ella Christina earlier. I saw you cheating on Hannah, though. Ella Christina gave you a little bit of a kiss there. You know, what's going on? Ella gets a little more love than Hannah does right now. <laughs> After the race, it might be a little different, but for now, we got to show her. Nick, talk to us uh, real quick uh, as the trophy presentation here presented by Victory Hill Farm. Uh, the Breeders' Crown, Ella Christina raced extremely well. Garnett and I have watched this replay a hundred times. How in the world does she win this race? She's last, she's last, she's last, and all of a sudden in the final 16th, she just explodes. I honestly.
honestly, I still don't know how she got out today, you know, so as of today. But like Timmy said, if, if he moves right at the top of the lane last week, he thinks she paces 25 flat or 25 and a piece home. You know, she literally paced for a 16th of a mile. And uh, I mean, she just exploded and she and pacing home 26 and a piece sideways, you know, with a 16th to go is just unheard of. And, you know, I think uh, this, you know, I think it's, you know, I think it's the track's going to play in her favor tonight. And, uh, I, you know, she's had the week of her life and uh, hopefully see what happens. Nick, one last question for you. The sloppy track, obviously a little bit of a uh, different scenario than last week. Uh, it was a fast track and a lot warmer than we are facing tonight. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Mike Bose, this is his, uh, this is his question. You can see him asking right here. He wants to know about the sloppy track and conditions. Talk to us. What do you think? Um, you know, I really, it's not bothering me because the track, the day we beat Caviar Alley there at Chester, uh, it was really, really sloppy. And, uh, I mean, she exploded that night and she went easy. And I think the day we win the Adio Volo was also an off track. And, um, I had my, I had a special blacksmith ship, you know, drive five hours in this week because I knew the forecast was coming. So she's shot for this track. She's got fresh aluminums up front and a fresh full swedge behind. And I think uh, she's ready to go. Hey, Nick, one question. Do you think you need to be a little bit closer tonight? They don't seem to be coming from very far off the pace. The front end doesn't seem to be too good, but they don't seem to be coming from too far off. It seems to be like stalkers picking up the leaders in the stretch, at least from what I've seen so far. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to be a little bit closer. I mean, I sure hope so. I mean, I don't want to be 10th turner for home like I was last ninth or 10th for turner for home like I was last week. But uh, we're not going to go in thinking that she's any better than she was last week. We're going in with a look for the trip just like we did last week. And, uh, you know, hopefully it works out. You know, it's a mile track, passing lane. Uh, you know, fans out, you know, hopefully we just find a seam late, but I know we're going to, you're not going to see her first over. You're not going to see her on the lead. You're going to see her just the way she raced last week. Cause we tried changing plans there in Cleveland. It didn't work. All right. All right. Good, luck. good luck, Nick. We certainly appreciate it, buddy. Guys, a uh, very good exact price here. $75.20. Garnett, that's how you make some money with a one to five shot. Absolutely. And Mike alluded to it. He said that's one of the ways to bet the race. You're either going to bet to beat Manchego or you're going to bet to beat Fetosov under the exactor. If you're going to box four or five uh, to make 10 or 20 cents, there's no there's no point even playing the race. That's how you do it. You get the thir- almost 40 to one on an exactor with a one to two shot on top. All right, guys. Well, Jess Scott is going to get the winnings, winner's circle reaction here momentarily. Manchego returns $3, which is a heck of a price. $210, $210, to place, $340 to show on a Sivorum and Fetosiv, $2.20. $2 exact is $75, a $22 try, $186, a $40. The Dime Superfector returned $51.59. That's healthy, Garnett, for a uh, $0.10 cent bet. The two favorites were one three. Yeah, and you know one of the horses I gave out at Atlanta slid into fourth, and that's where I said the user. All right, guys, Mike, uh, what's uh, what's what say you about the uh, eighth race there? Well, I just think those are some good payouts, and I think you guys hit the money right on the head. I mean, that's the way to, you know, make money there. I mean, Sev Yorm was certainly logical for second, even if you like Manchego to win. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people might think Manchego, $3, is actually pretty decent mutual, you know, on the front end. But, uh, you know, like I say, I mean, you, you put, you know, your good long shot second, and then if you put Fayetos of third, the long shot Garnet likes fourth, you've got a nice uh, $51.59 cent super. Guys, let's take a... A real quick timeout when we come back with we'll our Winner's Circle Reaction on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. 
visit Hamiltonian.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there. Foiled again, dead game. Clear vision, laid on the outside. Pet Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foiled again at Pet Rock together. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Currently the biggest party in a harness racing going on in Anderson, Indiana. It's the 2017 Breeders' Crown live here from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And I'll tell you what, guys, um, we're presented by Bet America. Make sure you're making your wagers with uh, Bet America. Make sure you're – thanks, guys, for having us. We certainly appreciate it. The uh, Thanks, Mike. The uh, guys from Centaur uh, letting us know uh, how much they uh, – knowing uh letting us know how much uh they appreciate us and i'll tell you what mike ever since we stepped into the place here today it's been hand and foot what can we do for you what do you guys need what's this what's that i'll tell you what they've really treated us well yeah i know and i heard you guys just uh really beam with excitement when they brought you the heater about five minutes before post time before show time <laughs> hey mike i'm sorry uh, let's uh let's throw it real quick to uh, jessica Otten. jessica's got winning trainer jimmy tactor jessica Okay, uh, maybe not just yet. I, I thought maybe the uh, Peter Lurie interview was uh, taped. Uh, she's going to grab Jimmy Tactor here in just a second, Mike Bozich. And then Taylor Johnston has got an interview in the back paddock. We are all over the place here at Hoosier Park Racing Inn Casino, and uh, we're going to talk now to Jess Gotten, who's with winning trainer Jimmy Tactor. Jessica? Jessica, are you with us? Hey, Jessica, can you hear me? Jessica? All right, we'll go back here in just a second to Jessica. Mike, uh, 
Tyler Bootenshane is uh, actually in the back with uh, Taylor Johnson. We're going to go back uh, there here in just a second. We'll try one more time with uh, Jessica Otten. Jessica, are you there with us? Oh, Allison Conti grabbed him, uh, Mike. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's listen. Let's head back to the back paddock with Taylor Johnston. And uh, Taylor's got driver Tyler Bootenshane, who, uh, who uh, has some drives here in the Breeders' Crown. Hi guys, Taylor? I'm here with Tyler Bootenshane. Can you hear me? Yep, go for it. All right, I have Tyler Bootenshane back here. Um, he is co-trainer. Yeah. Co- co-trainer with Fine Tune Lady. Um, tell me a little about about her. Uh, she's a really nice mare. She just goes out and does everything you want her to, as far as on the racetrack. Real tough to be around in the barn. She's real tough. But uh, Andy Miller, Brett Miller's mom, takes care of her and just does a great job with her. And I mean, you couldn't ask for a better horse on the track. Now, have you guys made any changes from, like, last week or throughout the season? Uh, no, not a whole lot. She's pretty consistent in what she does. And so we kind of just – she's been rigged up about the same since she started racing. So she's just real easy that way. Now, how does she like the cold? Is she okay with the cold? Uh, should be. I mean, she raced down at Dover last year in the Matron and win that on a night similar to tonight where it was real cold and nasty. So I think she should be okay weather-wise. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing the interview and good luck tonight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, that was Taylor Johnston talking to Tyler uh, Boot and Shane. And, uh, you know, Garnett, uh, i got to tell you, it's been an interesting night of racing so far as we come up to the uh, ninth race. And uh, currently 6-5 to five on Agent Q. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a little bit of a surprise to me, considering how, how bad she tired, uh, how bad she tired late in the stretch. And obviously, uh, you know, Idyllic Beach come up the inside on her uh, pretty strongly. This is a this is a tough play for me at four to five. I'll tell you what I mean. I I keep getting the feeling watching the track condition and how this is some of these races are playing out that we're going to see a big upset at some point. And uh, I started a pick four ticket here and actually went seven deep. Um, so you know, obviously I'm hoping to, to beat Agent Q, but Ella Christina's got a big shot. Nick Sarik, uh, we just interviewed him. Blazing Bridges was first up last week. She's li- she's liable to get a better trip tonight or a different trip. And I think when you're betting these races, you've got to keep in mind that um, everything you see in the eliminations, you can't take at face value because horses are going to get different trips that, in a lot of cases, are better trips for them. And, you know, don't be afraid to take a stab here. Like uh, Carol Zetam with Ricky McCumber, you get 19 to 1 on her. She's only beat a length flying at the stre- at, at the end of the stretch. Caviar Alley, um, you know, uh, the Jugette winner, is currently 9 to 1. So, I mean, I think there's lots of options in here. The only horses I didn't use in the pick four our number four, Inverse Hanover, number eight, Jay's a lady, and number nine, Tequila Monday. All right, real quick, before we uh, talk any more about this race, uh, our own Jessica Otten standing by with uh, winning trainer from the last race, Jimmy Tactor. Jessica, go for it. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with Jimmy Tactor. Um, she's 12 for 12 for this season. She's an amazing filly. She's got to sit in the two-hole tonight. What are, you, what, are, what are your thoughts on her? Well, my thoughts on her, she is absolutely a marvelous girl. I mean, you know, she's you know, been on top of the game since uh, June uh, when she started and uh, to now, and I mean, she's just fantastic. Is she all done for the season? That's it for her, yeah. Well, congratulations, and thank you for your time. Thank you. And there you guys have it, trainer Jimmy Tactor for the 12 for 12 mare Manchego and the two-year-old Billy Trot. Back to you, Mike. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jessica, very much. I'm, I'm giving Allison uh, a bunch of crap here for uh, – Listen, Allison, standing standing by with us. Come here. Hold on. We're going to put you on the spot here because Jessica said you grabbed him before she could listen. 
You've worked on our show enough. You you undercut Emily the last time, remember? Three people talking to Jimmy at the same time. That's my defense. Every man for himself. All right. Poor lady. Uh, well, listen, Allison does a great job for the USTA, and uh, listen, you do. And all here, and all kidding aside, you do a fantastic job. And listen, uh, that means you owe us a drink later. You you all have a round of drinks. You know we're in good shape. Got. Guys, it's the $500,000 three-year-old Philly Pace sponsored by IGT. And, Mike, what a loaded field this is. Let's go through the field real quick, Garnett, and then we'll toss it to Mike Bozich. Number one is Blazing Britches, known by the Emerald Highlands Farm. Brian Brown trains Trace Tietrick in the bike. How big of a year is Brian Brown having? He's having a heck of a year, and he's got another very good three-year-old Philly here. A monster, yeah. Number two is Caviar Alley, the Jaguet winner. Owned by Caviar Farms of Virginia, trained by Noel Daly, driven by Andrew McCarthy. Caviar Alley went to the front from the inside last week, kind of fairly, uh, fairly honest pace and, and tired. I think you might be looking at a different trip for her tonight. And eight to one is a very square price. Number three is Ella Christina, and boy did Ella Christina close strongly. The final sixteenth of a mile, Nick Surick said she was sideways the entire final sixteenth. And I'll tell you what, boy was he ever right. Number four, Inverse Hanover. Owned by Pinsky Stables and White Birch Farm, trained by Nifty Norman, driven by Peter Wren. Inverse Hanover was six feet and only two lengths uh, last time in the elimination, and she adds Lasix here and is currently 35 to 1 on the board. Number five is Agent Q, the even money betting choice. And uh, Gordon, Gordon Waterstone, stick around. I want to talk to you here in a minute. Uh, number five, Agent Q uh, is the favorite here. And in my opinion, doesn't deserve to be. Garnett uh, has had a pretty impressive season, was third in the elimination. But uh, even money is uh, is a little too low for me. I couldn't take that price. Number six is Carol Zetam, owned by Zetam Stables, trained by Jamie McCumber, driven by Ricky McCumber. The interesting thing about Carol Zetam is in her last five starts, she's at the nine-hole, nine-hole, eight-hole, nine-hole, and nine-hole. And she actually won the Illinois Super Final from the nine-hole here and raised very well last week. I think at 18-1, to one, she's a good shot here. Number seven is Idyllic Beach, and Idyllic Beach was parked out through the first quarter uh, last week, came flying up the inside late, and just missed against Ella Christina, who was charging late, uh, was a winner in Lexington back on October the 8th. Definitely has a shot here against this group. Number eight, Jay's Lady is the second Philly owned by Caviar Farms in this race, trained by Nancy Johansson, driven by Andy Miller, currently 80-1 to 1 on the board. Uh, there's not much here I can recommend for betting this one. Number nine is Tequila Monday, owned by Northfoot Racing, Sable and uh, Chuck Pompey. Chris Oaks trained Brett Miller in the bike. Was third in the New York Sire Stakes final to Obvious Blue Chip and Clear Idea. It's going to take a lot for Tequila Monday here tonight. Obvious Blue Chip to 10 is a filly I know a lot about. I've seen her first few starts uh, in Ontario. She was slow to come around, but she's doing very well now for owners NLG Racing Stable, Stephen Plunkowski and trainer Mark Stacy, driven by Scott Zeron. Second tier, not horrible. 11 to 1, very good. All right, Mike, that is the field here for tonight's ninth race. Uh, what say you before we throw it to our friend Gordon Waterstone? Well, I do just want to let you guys know that there is a detailed analysis on our website, post time with Mike and Mike.com by the natural Rich Matei. And I know that uh, Rich Matei is doing some handicapping for the Hoosier Park program. And his best bet here, guys, his best bet of the day is inverse Hanover and she is 37 to one and she was locked for her life last time. She does get first time Lasix. I'm not so sold that uh, that could be a best bet of the day, but I'll tell you what, at 37 to one, I'm more than willing to take a flyer. Hey, hey Garnett has said before, already tonight that, uh, listen, there needs to be a little bit of a price and 
Why not it be in the three-year-old Philly pace presented by IGTVideoPoker.com? Gordon Waterstone, listen, so I heard that you handicapped this race like I do, very lazily with just the USTA stuff, right? Absolutely, absolutely well. Kind of in a way, I kind of do flip a coin, heads or tails, and then I do the Chinese <laughs> alphabet system where you line up the numbers as they match up, and I ended up with the three, uh, Ella Christina here, to come back off of that big win last week. Now, Gordon, talk to us a little bit about this race, how you see it set up. It's the three-year-old Philly Pacers. And Ella Christina, we talked to Nick Sark a little bit ago. He said she was sideways for about 16th of a mile, and I cannot believe still to this day how she won. Uh, she definitely looked uh, pretty good. How do you see this race setting up? Well, I see her getting the same trip uh, as she got last week. Now, it was interesting because earlier in the night here, it looked like the front end was collapsing. Yep. But after last race, the horses on the front, and even before, it may, may be settling a little bit, though. So there's a lot of speed in here. I still think that Ella Christina, I mean, last week, that race coming down the stretch, and then Timmy Angleder made that right turn angle and, and came coming. I just think she's so sharp. She was sharp in Lexington, and, and I like when mirrors are sharp. They continue to go on that way. So I'm going to stay on the bandwagon at 5-1. to one. All right, Gordon, and uh, listen, congratulations from all of us here Post Time with Mike and Mike on your uh, Hall of Fame status, my brother. Oh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. It's, it. it's a humbling honor, and, and everybody that's ever returned a phone call, I have them to thank, including you, I believe. <laughs> all right, Gordon, we certainly appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Keep an eye on Garnett over there. <laughs> Will do. We're going to throw it to uh, Mike Bozich. Uh, Mike, real quick, before uh, they get ready to go, we're going to take a short time out, I believe, correct? Yes, we are. And when we come back, it's the three-year-old Philly Pace, Breeders' Crown 2017, live from Hoosier Park and Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State? There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular super high five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. All right, we're bringing you back from commercial break here. Race number nine is the three-year-old Philly Pace presented by IGTVideoPoker.com. If you're using social media this evening, make sure you use the hashtag Crown17. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, Mr. Steve Cross. Here again for Jimmy Factor. Jimmy had to hump it down there. Good second last time out in the elimination. I know you like the one blazing bridges, and why not for Brian Brown? Brown, of course, was a 2015 winner with Colors of Earth. She was. She's got the rail. She'll be sitting and stalking instead of getting roughed up this time. If she gets out, watch out. Watch out. Coming up, $500,000 on the line. Three-year-old fillies going in the Breeders' Crown. Eight. Even money favorite, ABQ, the man down under, trainer Aaron Lambert. Steve Cross with the call. Trail to pacing, Phillies, Breeders Crown, Field 10, $500,000 on the line. One sixteenth out, here they come. 
there, offset facing. From the outside, Idyllic Beach circles for the lead. A blazing riches from the inside comes away. Second, Agent Q right there in the hunt early from third. Caviar Alley to the inside, the fourth, obvious blue chip is fifth. Ella Christina coming away sixth, then it's inverse Hanover seventh. Carol Zetam is eighth. Jay the Lady comes away ninth. Tequila Monday in the back of the pack as they race over to the quarter mile marker. Lined up to the first stop, 27 seconds flat. And David Miller has Agent Q in the clear. Taking command of Dillick Beach on the inside, racing in second. Now, from the outside, Blazin' Bridges, Trace Tietrich sends her on her way early. And Blazin' Bridges up quickly to engage Agent Q. Blazin' Bridges clears, takes command of length. Agent Q back to the inside is second. Idyllic Beach is now third. Inside, Caviar Alley races fourth, followed by Obvious Blue Chip in fifth. Then it's Ella Christina racing in sixth to the outside. Comes inverse Hanover. Peter Wren is on his way. Half was 56 seconds. Blaze and Bridges. And Trace Tietrich a length, length and a half. Agent Q to the inside. Now locked in second as Caviar Alley is on the attack of the outside from McCarthy. And Caviar Alley coming right up to the leader's wheel. Blaze and Bridges now lead three parts of a length. Caviar Alley to the outside. Agent Q blocked behind the leader races third. And obvious blue chip in good striking position to the outside, second over for it. Idyllic Beach is buried in fifth. Three-quarters at 124-2. They're on their way home in the Breeders' Crown with Blaze and Bridges leading the way. Caviar Alley to the outside couldn't take her. To the inside, Agent Q is flatlined in third. And Idyllic Beach shaking loose late. It's Blaze and Bridges with less than a 60 to go. Caviar Alley to the outside. Down to the wire. Blaze and Bridges. Blaze and Bridges wins the Breeders' Crown at 152-1. and Listen, boys. Kate... I got to give Kate a shout out here. She had she got a two dollar bet from Hoosier Park. You know who she played? Blazing Britches, my friend. She turned two dollars into twelve. Mike Bozich. She's buying beers. <laughs> Mike, can well, you hear so, us? So she's yeah. Well, she's buying tonight. Is is what I was going to say. Garnett got out of the. Garnett was able to escape. Uh, you know the uh, who was fitting the bill tonight. So you guys are going to make poor Kate pay with her twelve bucks. I just just like you guys. Kate just came out of the winner's circle with her hands in the air, shaking it. This is the first time uh, she's ever made a bet, and uh, she's a winner. Awesome for her. Guys, yeah. I'll tell you what. Go ahead. Mike, Mike, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mike. How soon do you ask her to borrow it? What, what was the question? Sorry, he's just talking. I was just going to ask Mike Carter, how soon is it before he asks uh, Kate to borrow that 12 bucks? <laughs> Pretty soon, I think. Listen, I'm out of money, okay? So uh, we're in uh, we're in tough shape. No, I was talking to John Campbell, uh, Mike. Uh, he's actually going to join us for an interview here momentarily after the uh, Winter Circle presentation. Uh, but I'll tell you what, guys. How about Caviar Alley bouncing back off of that performance uh, last week? Really didn't race all that great. Draws post number two, Garnett. And, uh, came back on uh, Blazing Bridges, but Blazing Bridges was just too strong. It's interesting because both these horses, uh, both these fillies, Actually, um, the one of the two duked it out last week, and it was a different result with Ella Christina passing them all this week. I think the track's playing much much kinder to speed now than it did in the first three four races. So I don't think um, you know. I bet a deep closer in that race, uh, Carol Zetam, she was fourth over and really had no shot. I'd I'd, I'd be looking at uh, having horses that are at least going to be near the front turning for home, anyways. If you can figure that much out, Mike. Well, I was just going to say, guys, that uh, when you see a race line 
And in my opinion, I've seen this before, no matter what the class of horse, where you see a big move, and I like to call it an unsuccessful brush, because I think when you make a big move like that, like Blazing Bridges meant last time, you're meant to clear the lead. And when you don't clear the lead, and you still race as somewhat game as she did. I mean, you could tell she was kind of spent towards the end when the uh, pace collapsed and Ella Christina was able to go by with Idyllic Beach, but this time Blazing Bridges was able to turn that brush successful, and it was lights out after that. I thought Caviar Alley raced really good. Uh, you know, she battled. I don't really think she raced the kind of race. She really likes to be on the lead, and Andy McCarthy likes to get her rolling early, but congratulations to the connections of Blazing Bridges, and it's not very often you guys get 5-1 to one on a Brian Brown horse. No, and you know what, um, as you were pointing out, one, one of my favorite angles actually is what I call the failed first over trip. Um, right. this, this week, you see what happens. You get a little, little bit of a different strategy. She makes the quick brush to the front, and she makes the front, and she wins. And just uh, even, guys, just from an odds point of view, I mean, if you look at her last four starts, this is a horse that was not under one-to-one one in her last four starts. And legitimate excuse lines you know, for two of those, the unsuccessful brush we talked about last time, Garnett, and then of course she made the break at the line or break at the uh, start, two starts back at the Lexington and the Glen Guernsey, and that just basically cost her the race there. So she had two very legitimate excuse lines. She's been bet off the smithereens, and now she goes off five to one. Boy, I tell you what, it really looks easy after the race. Hey, listen, guys, real quick, the, the super effect in this race. Uh, listen, how the. Oh, I was going to say the eight horse. I thought he was one to nine. Look at this. All usable horses, $52 for a dime super. This is unbelievable. The, uh, the prices for like a five or $6 ticket in two races, Garnett, you could be up uh, almost a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, I think the one, two, seven and five, with the exception of Ella Christina are the, probably the four most obvious ones to use. So, um, you know, for a dime, yeah. I mean, even for a buck, you get 500. <laughs> Who needs to, what do you got to bet dimes for if you, if it's that obvious. Hey, hey, listen, I got to borrow 12 bucks from Kate later, so dimes are all I got right now, okay? I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> all right. The uh, three-year-old Philly Pace sponsored by IGTVideoPoker.com. We'll have the winning connections here momentarily. Mike, you want to take a quick timeout? That sounds good to me. All right. Let's take a very short timeout. When we come back, you've got more from the Breeders' Crown, live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mayor Ellen Zyle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. Millstream will see you in Harrisburg. Blood and Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse. Com. That's bloodedhorse.com. History. It's written. 
by winners. At Diamond Creek Farm, we're breeding champions and rewriting the history books. Diamond Creek Farm, a cut above. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, Taylor Johnston, Garnett Barnsdale, Jess Scott. We're everywhere here at the Breeders' Crown. Listen, you, you, there, everybody, the who's who of harness racing is here tonight. But listen, for you to come from New York, that, that's a big journey for you. We got Tim Bojarski, the Ushua president with us. Tim, what's going on, my friend? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Who's your parts putting on quite a party here tonight? Now, listen, you, you've been up in the clubhouse. I see you've got your hands in your pockets. Listen, we, we got the gloves on out here. Uh, uh, <laughs> say what? I just finished saying just before you walked <laughs> up, even though I'm sitting here freezing, there's still no place I'd rather be. No this, place you'd rather be. This is what we love. There's thousands of people out here thinking the same way, Garnet. Now, now obviously, uh, two-night affair uh, goes to Pocono again next year. But, Tim, uh, talk to us a little bit about what you've thought of the night so far. Well, it's, it's been a great night. Uh, the racing was hampered a little bit by the rain, but that stopped. The track's drying out a little bit, and everybody's uh, having a great time. Tim, we certainly appreciate you taking uh, time out of the night to join us. And listen, uh, have some good food up there for us, will you? All right, Mike. Nice job. Go Bills. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Go Bills. Real quick, too, uh, before uh, we bring in uh, Jess Gotten, we want to bring in the uh, president of the Hamiltonian Society, Mr. John Campbell. John, listen, you guys have done, and with Hoosier Park, have done a fantastic job of putting this on so far. Well, Hoosier Park uh, deserves all the credit in the world. Uh, Rod Ratcliffe, Jim Brown, and uh, Rick Moore, and all of their staff have just gone above and beyond to make this night, or this whole weekend special. And uh, we, we got the best harness racing horses here to uh, that we have to offer, but they're putting on a tremendous show for the fans. Now, John, obviously the first trip to Hoosier Park for the Breeders' Crown, uh, and Pocono gets it next year. How does the Breeders' Crown kind of decide where they're going to go every year? Well, the tracks uh, come to us, and then uh, we make a decision on where do we go. And if, if everything goes the way we hope, we'll be in Woodbine, Woodbine in 2019. And then after that, we'll entertain offers. And uh, I, I really hope we come back to Hoosier Park because this has been a great experience, not only for myself, but for all of the industry. One last question before we get Winter Circle reaction. Do you miss driving at all? Oh, I do. I don't miss it on nights like this when it's, when it's cold and wet, but tomorrow night when it's dry, I'm going to wish I was out there. And it, it is an adjustment, but I'm very happy in my new position, and I'm still involved in the game, and, and that's really important to me. All right, John. Thanks so much. Uh, listen, for the Breeders' Crown, for Hoosier Park, everybody, for having us out here and uh, for putting on a great show. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. Thanks, John. All right, we're going to send it out real quick to uh, Jessica Otten. She's got a Trace Tetrick in the Winter Circle. I think uh, Jessica's having a little bit of a uh, technical issue with her uh, with her microphone. Uh, Allison Conti got her again, Mike Bozich. <laughs> well, that don't surprise me. I'll tell you what, it's war out there in the winter's circle. Anybody that's tried to go out there and do winter's circle interviews and even paddock interviews to some extent, it's it's war out there. You got to get in there and uh, you got to get yours, boy, because I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's tough. It's it's like I said, it's war. Garnett, uh, listen, you you heard what he said. Woodbine, 
coming up, 2019. No chance. Zero, <laughs> zero chance. Well, maybe it's a Mohawk. 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 Unless you're going to race on a turf course, it ain't going to be a wood mine. Well, listen, uh, Mike, uh, you got to get your passport then. That's in 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. Listen, that, that should give you enough time to get your criminal record cleared, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, 2019, it's it's uh, going to be a mohawk. And I'll tell you what, it's really interesting what the John Campbell said about how the, uh, you know, the Hamiltonian Society goes on to decide which tracks, you know, get the breeder's crown. It's uh, kind of an interesting process. And you know what? I'll tell you what, it's good to see that, you know, tracks do want the breeder's crown because uh, it's a great event. And, uh, you know, you see it. And, and, and I, you know, while we got a second, Mike, I do want to give a lot of credit to all the coverage that this particular Breeders' Crown is getting. I mean, you know, you've seen a lot of social media play on this edition of the Breeders' Crown. A lot of it thanks to Hoosier Park, but, you know, the other media outlets, I think, have done a fantastic job of covering it. It's uh, really, social media has been a really good place to be this past week. If you're a harness racing fan, get all the insights, you know, of what Hoosier Park was doing, what the horsemen were doing, horses getting ready, horsemen getting ready. It's just a, a big high five to the harness racing media that is, like I said, made social media a really good place to be if you're a harness racing fan the last week. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. Ryan Macedonio, the Breeders' Crown, everybody doing a fantastic job. I think Garnett uh, can agree with us there. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, Ryan's been at it all week, uh, posting some really cool uh, videos and, and graphics, and it's just it's just been amazing. All right, let's go to winning driver uh, Trace Tietrick of uh, Blazing Bridges. Jess Scott is standing by with him right now. Thanks, Mike. I'm here. Congratulations on the Breeders' Crown. To go your way this week, walk us a little bit through the race. Uh, last week, she just wasn't, wasn't real comfortable sitting in the hole and moving. Uh, so I just kind of got in a bad spot and had to get her out a little quicker than I wanted to. And just tonight, uh, we got away in a good spot off the rail, got away third, and I was able to move back to the front, coming off the quarter. And, uh, you know, I was just able to maintain the rest of the way. Got a good breather up the backside, you know, into the three-quarter pole, and I was very happy with that. And it was time to go to work. She did. Well, congratulations. you have any more Breeders' Crown drives? Uh, tomorrow we got a couple shots. Well, good luck, and thank you for your time. Trace Dietrich, everybody. All right, guys. A uh, man of few words, Garnett. Uh, we are six minutes to post till tonight's 10th uh, race, and uh, I'll tell you what, what we're about to see here, Garnett, could be another impressive, impressive performance. Uh, Ariana G is currently 1-9, to nine, and deservedly so. Ariana G has definitely uh, done a lot to deserve that. Absolutely. Uh, she's, uh, I believe she's tops in the uh, USDA top 10 poll this week, 11 for 14 this year, two seconds, a third. She's made 1.6 million in her life. You know, initially when I saw the, uh, the rain, um, I threw in ice attraction in my pick four, you know, mo- exclusively because uh, in Ariane G's last start, she was beat on a sloppy track in the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, uh, Philly Philly Futurity Futurity, by By Ice Attraction, right? So you got that staring you in the face. Ice Attraction is 23 to 1, maybe not a horrible stab. And the other one I used was uh, the the winner of the only elimination last week, Overdraft Volo, who, uh, you know, trotted her mile in 53 and 3. Obviously, Ariana G is an overwhelming favorite, tough to beat, but that's why they race them. That is very true. That is why they race these horses. And uh, listen, there's no such thing as a sure thing in harness racing. Listen, a couple of years ago, when we first started doing these Breeders' Crown shows, Garnett, I was watching J.K. She's a Lady. And we all remember J.K. She's a Lady loved to do one thing, and that was break at big moments. And I told Mike, I said, this horse looks a little bit steppy. And sure enough, what did she do? 
She made a break coming around the last turn. You got a little bit of a uh, price. So coming up uh, next is race number 10. It's the three-year-old uh, Philly uh, Trot presented by Kentucky Anna Farms. The uh, Buglers are calling the horses to the post as we get ready for the 10th race. We're just five minutes away from this Breeders' Crown event. Garnett, let's take a look at the field real quick, my friend. Uh, number one is Dream Baby Dream, owned by Rod Allen and Joseph Palermo the third. Rod Allen trains and drives the one Dream Baby Dream. Nothing too impressive here, and I'm not a huge fan in this situation of, uh, of a uh, trainer, owner, driving horse. Uh, number two is Highland Top Hill. Highland Top Hill is interesting because I'm pretty sure uh, this filly was in the stable.ca for a while last year. Didn't show much in four starts, but she's made 35000 this year. Goes for Highland Thoroughbred Farm. Trained by Marty Fine, uh, driven by Dave Miller, an, an outsider that you might want to consider for the bottom of the super. Three checkmate time. We talked to Maria DuPont last week, and she was very high on this horse, but the horse made a break last time out and still managed to qualify for the final. Uh, checkmate time is definitely going to be a uh, potential horse to watch if she can stay on track. Dream Together is a very good three-year-old filly owned by Determination of Montreal, trained by Luke Blade, driven by Daniel Dubay, who has the misfortune of being a three-year-old in the same year as Ariana G, or she would have made a lot more than her very good 235000 but uh, she's a contender in here, I think. Number five is an elimination winner from last week. Overdraft Volo. Overdraft Volo beat Ice Attraction and fine-tuned Lindy in a very good effort. We'll talk about that uh, elimination here momentarily. Is trained by Julie Miller, Andy Miller in the sulky. Number six, Sunshine Delight, owned by J- James Wilhite, trained by Stefan Lind and driven by Brett Miller, was closing decently last time, and uh, this is another one I would consider for the try and the super on the bottom. I think she's got a shot. Number seven, that's all money. This is a uh, Philly Garnett that uh, showed some Hamiltonian Oaks, uh, you know, potential and uh, really hasn't shown a whole lot. Was second in the Philly Futurity Elimination, then finished seventh a week later. Is trained by Jimmy Tactor, Tim Tietrich in the bike. Number eight is your one to nine favorite, Ariana G. Ariana G has 20 wins out of 25 starts lifetime, made 1.6 million. Uh, just a sensational, sensational Philly. Obviously, the horse to beat here. Number nine is Fine-Tuned Lindy. Fine-Tuned Lindy was third, only beaten two and a quarter lengths last time out. Two overdraft bullet ice attraction. John Bootenshane has really come together as of late. Corey Callahan is in the sulky. Number 10, ice attraction is a filly that I like. Currently the third choice at 20 to 1. Two starts back beat Ariana G at 29 to 1. The Kentucky Philly Futurity was second in her crown elimination. She's getting good at the right time. Not the worst bet you could ever make uh, taking 20 to 1 on her. All right. That is the field for tonight's 10th race. Three-year-old Philly trot presented by Kentucky Anna Standard Bread Farms. And Mike, Mike is talking about me saying fine-tuned Lindy instead of fine-tuned Lindy. This coming from the guy who couldn't even talk earlier this afternoon, right, Mike? <laughs> That's that's absolutely right. But the only reason I kind of corrected you, Mike, uh, behind the scenes was because uh, I have had a chance to see Fine Tune Lady quite a bit. She's got a lot of speed. I think from the outside, she could be a pretty uh, not so much uh, a contender, so to speak, in here. But I do think that she could certainly be a speed factor in here. But here is another situation that's very interesting. Checkmate time is a horse that I've had the chance to see a lot of. And that 54 and two back at Harris Philly back on the eighth, she did so very willingly. She was never asked in that particular race. And Garnett, you talk about the unsuccessful brush. If you watch the elimination last week, she was going to brush and she was going to make the lead before she made the break. Now, 
here's the thing. If you use your imagination, and if she did complete that brush and made that lead, how would that elimination have went? I do believe it would have been a little different. I don't know if she would have been anywhere, but I do believe that elimination would have been a little bit different because uh, Overdraft Polo would have then been kind of maybe out of position if Checkmate Time would have made that brush. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I'll tell you what, at uh, at uh, over 50 to 1, I'm going to give her uh, a couple of bucks. So uh, get hey, $2 from that $12 uh, that Kate's got and put 2 bucks on Checkmate uh, time Listen, for I'm me. I'm going to take all 12 of her. i got to cash her ticket. I'm going to take all 12 bucks and put it on the post. No, I'm totally kidding here. Listen, we, we're, we're going to talk real quick to the boss is what I'm going to call him. Listen, you part own one of the best three-year-old Colts in Ohio in Drunk on Your Love. And listen, I'll tell you what. You guys have raced this horse wherever, whenever, in multi-hundreds of thousand-dollar races, not scared to face anybody. I'll tell you what. Drunk on Your Love has uh, been a, a stamp in Ohio. It has really been racing well. Yeah, no, uh, we're, we've been very tickled with him, Mark and I, and uh, Jim Pollock Jr. and Michaela, uh, who takes care of him. I mean, he's been, he's superseded our expectations this year, and he's taken on the big boys before. Uh, he was in the jug preview at Scioto, and then in the uh, Millstein up at Northfield Park, so, and he fits right with him, goes right with him. He's gotten checks each time. I've been super proud of him, and then, um, you know, winning the Ohio Sire Stakes final, and then he went a big mile in Delaware. Uh, they went in Scotch McEwen drew inside of us i knew when the draw came out and he drew the one and we drew the three that at some point in time we'd be drag racing it was just going to be who had the the better trip he had the better trip obviously from off the rail but we drag raced down the backside in 26 and four and uh and you know turning for home you know any horse could really after a third quarter like that spit it and uh he kept going right on and i was super proud of him that was that a day. huge mile um you know, finishing second. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think he fits well with him tomorrow night too, but I'll tell you what, that is one salty race. Well, listen, uh, we're talking to Jason Settlemore, the CEO of the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And uh, Mike Bozich wants to know, uh, what do you think here? Anybody beating Ariana G? Here's a here's your here's your program. I, I know, I, you know, I'm rooting, you know, obviously with my heart for the ten ice attraction. Uh, she won the Futurity Ability down there in Kentucky for uh, Jeff, obviously that owns in partnership with this Philly um, ice attraction. So you know, rooting for her, Ariana G. She's a superstar for the sport. Uh, she has been the last couple of years, and uh, you know, uh, but she she's definitely the one to beat, obviously. But I think ice attraction fits well, and you know, honestly. Honestly, last week, one more step, you know, past the wire, and uh, I think that uh, Ice Attraction would have beaten Overdraft Volo uh, last week. So, you know, um, Ariana G, she's a superstar, but uh, they're not machines, and that's why we race them. Now, Jason, uh, obviously, uh, we're very proud to partner with Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment this year. Uh, Obviously, you guys have a lot going on. Uh, You guys come back to Harness Racing as we get ready to go to post here. You guys come back to Harness Racing on Breeders' Cup Saturday, correct? Yeah, Saturday, November 4th, Kindergarten Classic Finals. And then I believe it's on the 25th, we have the the finals of the TVG. So uh, we got plenty of great racing action left in the the fall coming up at the Meadowlands. And uh, I'll be happy to get back to the Harness. Thoroughbred's a nice break, but uh, the Harness is where my passion is. Well, Jason, listen, thanks for coming by the table. Listen, we got to hook up maybe uh, tomorrow before uh, before we go on. Sounds good. All right, Jason Settlemore, the CEO of Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. We're proud. Uh, they are proud sponsors of Post Time with Mike and Mike, and we're uh, part, glad to partner with them. We went to the Hamiltonian and the Meadowlands Pace earlier this year. We are 46 seconds away now, 45 from the three-year-old Philly uh, trot. Uh, final thoughts, Garnett, on this race real quick. 
Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of along with Jason, hoping this ten horse can win, or, or maybe the five. I'm, I'm not. Hoping, I'm hoping to beat Ariana G here, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't have uh, high hopes of doing it. But let's see how it goes. Listen, Ariana G is a single in my pick four, and listen, we we we're both alive in the pick four. You do have Ariana G on your ticket, I hope. Yeah, I have the five, eight, and ten here. I singled um, I singled a horse later in the sequence. All right, we are 15 seconds away from the three-year-old Philly Trot presented by Kentuckiana Standardbreds. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, Mr. Steve Cross. On the Breeders' Crown card. Ready to roll here, as you can see. Again, $500,000 on the line. Three-year-old Phillies going in the Breeders' Crown Trot. The one-to-five favorite, as expected, the eighth Ariana G. Steve Cross with the call. Steve, it's all yours. Three-year-old trotting Phillies lining up, moving in. Field 10, a $500,000 purse. Mid-stretch. Sure they come. And they're off and trotting a good even start here. First away for the lead, it's checkmate time. Alongside Dream Together and from between horses overdraft of Volo to the outside, it's Ariana G. Dream Baby Dream down to the inside fifth as fine-tuned lady angles in sixth. Inside racing in seventh, Sunshine Delight. Racing eight then, it's ice attraction as they race over to the first quarter mile marker, 27 and one tightly packed here. The early trailer as they make the turn, that's all money. Up front, battling for the lead here, it's overdraft Volo. Overdraft Volo cannot clear checkmate time, who's going to play a little hardball here. Meantime, Ariana G is sent on her way now as she throttles up going in for the lead. So there goes Ariana G and Jingra up to engage the leader, Overdraft Bolo, as they arrive at the halfway point, 55-3. and three. Ariana G has just now made the front. Overdraft Bolo to the inside, now racing in second. And moving to the outside, third comes Dream together. Down to the inside, fourth checkmate time. Moving fifth on the outside, it's fine-tuned lady. Dream Baby Dream is buried on the inside. Sunshine Delight using the outer flow here. Ice Attraction is ninth. Highland Top Hill dead last to the inside. Rockgate in there looking for Racergram as they trot to three quarters. 124-4. They're in the stretch. And as they race for home, it's all Ariana G. She's out by four lengths. Overdraft Volo is the best to the rest then. And to the inside, as they move midway through the stretch, dream together. But it's Ariana G. Ariana G. Five lengths to the good here. Ariana G. Then it's dream together. And the charging lead of the outside comes Ice Attraction from far back. It's Ariana G. Ariana G. Wins the Breeders' Crown in 154-3. Ice Attraction was second dream together third how about that mile uh boys and girls ariana g stamps her uh season to just about a close with horse of the year honors on the line uh listen we've seen two impressive performances here tonight garnett obviously we don't want to talk about who is going to be horse of the year but i'll tell you what she's on her way to prove it she was just sensational tonight and and you know i'm i mean i know these are these are top top horses but you know, I also want to mention. Uh, I, I also want to mention just how good Yannick Jingra has driven these horses. I mean, uh, there was a little bit of a battle on the lead on the front end here, 
he waited for that to clear, made his move to the front, and then basically uh, took no prisoners from there. That took no chances, made sure he opened up enough of a lead that the race was basically history turning for home. Great drive, great horse. Mike, what do you think about the race here? Ariana G, uh, she got stung a little bit early, boys. Uh, three wide early. She, you know, kind of had to take back, uh, didn't get the best of trips there, uh, and just powered home strongly. Mike, uh, what do you think here? Well, once again, I mean, I agree 100% with Garnett. I think it was a great drive by Yannick Shingra. You've got the best horse. There's no sense in trying to be cute. Just put her in play early and force your top contenders like Ice Attraction out of position early. And Ice Attraction was way out of position. She never had a chance. She raced very huge for second. Um, you know, checkmate time, I figured it was, it was kind of going to be the speed there. And, and I think she was probably the reason Overdraft Volo didn't have more left in the tank towards the end. But Ariana G is just, uh, well, I'll tell you what, she is a very talented trotter. And you start to hear, you start to hear Manchego and Ariana G in the same conversation because, you know, Jim, trainer Jimmy Tank, if you go back and read the articles and you, and you talk to Jimmy, I'm sure Jessica will get Jimmy's reaction right after this race. But, you know, Manchego and Ariana G have been so, so down the same paths. And it's going to be very interesting to see if Manchego can one-up Ariana G towards the end. Maybe she already has because she's been undefeated in her two-year-old season. But uh, no question about it, these are two very special trotters out of the Tactic Barn, guys. As they head to the uh, winner's circle, uh, Mike, we're going to take a break from this race for just a second to talk to probably one of the most famous ki- – oh, wait, that's your mom. Never mind. The most famous people on Facebook is uh, Amy Holler, and we're here with her daughter, Cody Dale Holler, to talk about Down by the Seaside. She is the caretaker for Down by the Seaside. But first, Blazing Bridges, what a mile there, uh, impressive mile there. Very, very nice mile. Compared to the last two weeks, very impressive. Now talk to us a little bit about uh, Seaside, Down by the Seaside. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, you know, he kind of took stepped off his game just a little bit but i'll tell you what he's been racing extremely well and i'll tell you what his elimination last week uh spoke volumes to uh his ability yeah i was very happy last week i i honestly i kind of wasn't expecting it but you know it's harness racing anything happens so well that's why they uh raced the race obviously uh fear the dragon did not make the final but he will race on the undercard now now real quick Fear the Dragon, Down by the Seaside. Now, we know you take care of your, I mean, Down by the Seaside, but who's your real favorite? He's not listening, I promise. My real favorite is Seaside. <laughs> <laughs> I huh. mean, Dragon, he's he's way meaner than <laughs> Seaside. Everyone says, oh, but I see all these pictures of Seaside in the air and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all show. They make me do that to him, so... <laughs> Well, listen, uh, you do a fantastic job, and, you know, caretakers, uh, you know, they need to be highlighted in the sport, and you guys do a fantastic job uh, with all of your horses, with trainer Brian Brown, and we uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy night. You're all dressed up. I know you're probably upstairs eating some uh, really good food. Listen, save us a little bit of uh, shrimp and stuff. Will you okay? I'll try to save some, but you really got to tell my mother that. She's probably <laughs> chowing down up there. Tony Dale, thanks so much for taking time out. All right, that was uh, Tony Dale Holler, the caretaker of Down by the Seaside, guys. I got I to gotta say, uh, I got to tell you, for people who can't see what's going on here, uh, Michael Carter is doing an outstanding job of uh, being very persuasive, grabbing everybody he can for his uh, the, the interviews where they just kind of sit or stand beside him. So Michael Carter, the uh, the host, uh, one of the co-hosts of this show, is doing a fantastic job nailing all these people for these great interviews. 
Well, I'll tell you what, and he certainly is. And, uh, you, you know, Garnett, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I, I'm sitting back here living the life right now. I'm in a nice, warm, you know, post time with Mike and Mike Studios. It's nice and cozy in here. And, and you know, it's uh, it's actually not bad weather outside here in the Elkton Studios, but I know that it's, it's cold out there. It's supposed to be better tomorrow. But, uh, you know, Garnett, on a serious note, it doesn't really seem that the weather is played too much part of the results of this race, at least uh, from here. No, it really doesn't. You know, a lot of the races have been uh, very formful. Um, you don't see any, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the races have been very formful. If you look at the track right now, like I'm looking at this replay, it looks drier, maybe a little bit more to the outside, but, I mean, it's not really that wet right now. And one of the really cool things about Hoosier Park, I've never been here before. Have you been here before, Mike? I was there back when I lived in Indiana, but it was pre-slots. So one of the really cool things here is when you go up to the rail to watch a race, um, the track's actually elevated from where you're standing. So you're almost, the horses are coming down the stretch almost at your waist level. It's, an, it's a view like I've never seen anywhere else before. And it's really, it's really, really cool. It's, it's, it's hard to describe other than uh, to tell people you got to come and see it for yourself. Garnett, let's, uh, while Mike Carter's uh, busy schmoozing, let's give the prices here. Ariana G, 240, 210, 210. Uh, Ice Attraction, 423.80. Dream Together, 340. The 810 exact at $12. I guess that's not overly terrible. Trifecta, 810, 446. The 50-cent uh, try, 1150. And the uh, Superfecta, 810, 46 for a dime. Pays $15.61. Let's get to a real quick timeout when we come back. Uh, we're going to join Jeff Scott in the winner's circle. Plus, uh, I can almost guarantee that Mike Carter is going to have another interview. I'm post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966. We are committed to breeding the world's top horses and supporting the industry in the process. Crispy Apple, Bionic Man time again in the Miss New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. All right, we're back here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We're going to send it to the back paddock with Taylor Johnston. She's standing by with trainer Ron Burke. Hi, guys. It's Taylor in the paddock. I do have a trainer, Ron Burke, here with me. Um, you have a few horses in the last few races. Can you tell me which one you're more favorited to or which one you like the best? Um, you're my kid and girls, obviously my best shot. You know, uh, I don't really like the track being as uh, deep as it is muddy now because it, like, changes the way the race will go. So, um, but, you know, she's sharp. She's been sharp. So I'll just hope for it to work out the best. Now, with the weather changing and the rain, the mud, the cold, did you have to change your strategy now going into it? No, nah, my strategy was let Yannick do what he wants, so still let Yannick do what he wants. He's won a couple, so he obviously has a good feel for the track and the way it's playing, so we'll just leave it up to Yannick. I like that strategy, and you seem very calm. You're not, you're not letting your nerves show at all today. Yeah, I don't really get nervous <laughs> anymore. It's uh, very few horses far and in between that make me nervous, so uh, 
you know, if they're prep ready and they're right and uh, you got the right drivers, you know, you're going to do good or you're not. It's not going to – there's nothing now I can do that will make it better or worse. Awesome. Well, thanks for the interview and congrats – or good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was Taylor Johnston back in the back paddock with trainer Ron Burke. I'll tell you what, guys, Jimmy Tactor is having a fantastic night so uh, far. And, Garnett, I think you can remember uh, a few years back, and Ken Middleton said it best, it was a fantastic night at the office for Mr. Miller and Tactor. And, boy, what a night it was when Always Be Mickey uh, came into the Breeders' Crown off of two starts. To win it, I'll tell you what, Jimmy Tactor is uh, he's going out on top here. You want to talk about rain that this night compared to that one, <laughs> that night was like a monsoon compared to what we have here. And I still remember I watched from the fifth floor press box that night, uh, watching Always Be Mickey cut through a driving rainstorm to win that race was something. It was really, really pouring hard during that race. He made one big move, and uh, they weren't touching him. And you knew, if you didn't know he was a special horse before that, you certainly knew watching that race. All right. Race number 11 is coming up next. Uh, Just Gotten is going to have winning trainer Jimmy Tactor here in just a minute. Guys, it's presented by a Scientific Games candy-coated slot action. I'll tell you what, Scientific Games does a fantastic job uh, presenting some of these races. And they also have a uh, tote company as well. Uh, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a fantastic night of racing so far. It feels like it might be warming up just a, just a pinch without the, without the wind or the rain. Well, either that or you guys are getting frostbite. You know, that's one of the uh, telltale signs of frostbite is it suddenly gets warmer, you know, before uh, before things start to fall off. But, uh, no, you guys got the heater. Who's your part to carry? You guys got the heater. You guys are doing fantastic. You know, I do got to give Taylor Johnson a little bit of credit because she uh, she told Ron Burke, boy, you seem so calm. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't know about you guys, but the first thing that crossed my mind was the Hamiltonian when what the hell was disqualified and uh, – and, you know, and, and listen, I've heard stories, but I'll tell you what, from our vantage point, it seemed like Ron Burke took it pretty well. I, 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 and, and how do you expect somebody to, to, to take it like that? I mean, such a, a, you know, I mean, to get disqualified out of the Hamiltonian. But, you know, I, mean, I guess when something like that happens to you, you know, after the anger kind of goes away and you get down the road and you just, after you've seen everything, you know, you just kind of get calm for these big races. And certainly trainer Ron Burke's been in enough of them. Yeah, I can agree with that statement. Uh, a ton. I'm sorry, Jamie McCumber's walking by. Jamie, you got a second? Listen, I, you know I've been kind of grabbing people as they as they walk by as they walk by. Mike, we're talking about trainer Ron Burke, and you know obviously a little bit of disappointment uh, after the Hamiltonian with what the hill. We won't ask you about that though. Let's talk about your horses coming into the Breeders' Crown. Uh, obviously, some excitement that uh, you guys have, and uh, you got to be very excited to represent the state of Indiana. Oh, super excited. Um, I'm so proud of all the Indiana Reds that uh, made it to the final this week. Well, talk to us a little bit about uh, a couple of yours. Uh, you know, you're super, exci- super excited about what's coming up in your Breeders' Crown. Uh, obviously, you have a couple in tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of races, and uh, it should be fun. Yeah, you know, Beckham um, is in a three-year-old colt pace tomorrow, so he's in tough, but we have high hopes for him. And Carol finished a good fifth tonight, so uh, I'm not one bit disappointed with her. Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, we're finding everybody around here. Jamie McCumber, thanks so much. And uh, Mike, to you. 
All right, thank you very much. Well, listen, we got to take a quick time out. When we come back, uh, we're going to throw it to uh, Jeff Scott, and she'll be in the winner's circle. It seems like Jimmy Tankers, uh making another home in that winner's circle. Hey, uh, he's hey, been Mike. there so often. Yes? Hey, Mike, uh, we're going to send it now to the winning connections of the last race. Uh, Jimmy Tactor, standing by with Jessica Otten. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with trainer Jimmy Tactor once again. First of all, congratulations. Second of all, if you had to choose between which one, which one do you think is better, Ariana G or Manchego? Stupid question. Not going to answer that not one. Not going to answer that one. Okay. Um, talk to us a little bit about the race. You strung out a little bit. Were you a little worried when they were three wide? A little not? Yeah, of course you get concerned. I mean, uh... All right. I think uh, her uh, microphone cut out. She's using a wireless mic, so we won't uh, hold that against her. Uh, Jessica, if you can hear us, your mic has uh, been turned down. Real quick, before they come out of the racetrack for the 11th race, listen, we talked to the second most popular person on the Internet. Now we're going to talk to the first most popular person on the internet, Amy Holler, stopping by the table here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And listen, a lot of fun things going on uh, currently in Ohio. Uh, the Ohio Sire Stakes program is doing a fantastic job and some great sires, including Mr. Wiggles. Listen, the next Wiggly Jiggly could come right from our state, Ohio. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, you're putting me on the spot here. You know that. Okay. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what the heck with him? You know, he. We're the ones that all made him. You know, he he just rides on our coattails is what happens. But now we are we are doing absolutely phenomenal in Ohio right now. It's just a huge resurgence, and uh, I'm very very proud of what's been accomplished in the state and we're going to hope to continue to push forward now the one thing i have been super proud of i always said uh i I told everybody when i first started filling in at northfield i said you know what ohio is exactly where i want to be i'll tell you what what a program they have put together uh drunk on your love fear the dragon down by the seaside they've all come from ohio this year so uh let's talk a little bit about brian brown as they're getting ready to come onto the racetrack uh obviously his stable has been very strong this year blazing britches down by the seaside fear the dragon uh, what does it mean to be a part of a stable like that? Um, <laughs> I think anybody who's done this as long as I have knows exactly um, <clears throat> the feeling. It's And not only <clears throat> just that we've all kind of worked together over the years, and we are family, but we've all paid our dues, and Brian especially. Um, anything he's ever done is genuine and with the heart, and, you know, he wants everybody to succeed, everybody – and gives all this credit to those around him. So that means, that means a lot. Now, real quick, before we let you go, one final question, Amy, it's one thing to have one good horse every couple of years. It's, uh, it's definitely got to be special for, uh, for Brian Brown to uh, have three good horses or four good horses in one year alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. No kidding. Really? Come on. I, you know, I, when we can race in the open at Northfield, I'm thrilled. I, I can't even imagine. Well, I can't imagine because I'm falling on his coattails everywhere. Brian's just, it's just absolutely phenomenal dream come true year. Well, listen, I told Tony Dale the same thing I'm about to tell you. Save me some shrimp up there, will you? Because it looked like a, a fantastic display they had. Cupcakes. Go for the cupcakes. All right. Yeah. That was Amy Holler, the Ohio Harness Horseman's representative. Thanks so much, Amy. Appreciate it. I got, uh, I got pieces of two Ohio bred yearlings. I'll see you next year. All right. Northfield. <laughs> all right. They are on the racetrack for tonight's 11th race, two-year-old Philly Pacers presented by a scientific games. And here is the field. The one rain on me owned by Jennifer Dalton stables, our nifty Norman trains, Brian Sears and the sulky. Come see the show owned by Joanne Young, uh, Richard Young trained by Leonard Toscano and driven by Tim Tietrich. Number three, rainbow room. 
Rainbow Room has seven wins and ten starts. She's owned by Crawford Farms, Valdor Farms, Theater Gerwitz, and trained by Joe Holloway, driven tonight by Dave Miller. The four, You Are My Candy Girl, the current one-to-two favorite, is owned by Bill Donovan, driven, driven by Yannick Gingra, trained by Ron Burke. The five, Major Special Lady, owned by Burke Racing Stable, Weaver Buscemi, J&T Silva Stable, trained by Ron Burke, and driven tonight by Brett Miller. Number six is I'm With Her, and it's trained by the Scooter uh, Stables. Listen, you know this name, Paul McDonnell, trains and drives. Of course, we remember Paul McDonnell from the great Some Beach Somewhere. Absolutely. Number seven is Strong Opinion, another Burke Racing Stable horse owned by him, and uh, P.A. Silva, trained by Ron Burke, driven by Matt Kakali, was third in her Breeders' Crown elimination. Number eight is Firestorm, who was second in her elimination, trained by, sorry, owned by Bill Donovan, trained by James Morrison, and driven tonight by Scott Zeron. The nine, Pueblo, Pueblo Blue Chip, that is, is owned by Blue Chip Bloodstock Incorporated, Maneri Racing Stable, and M.A. Guerrero of Ontario, trained by Dave Maneri, driven by Jody Jameson. And number 10 is Rock On, a ladies owned by a Trent Stoller Stables, Graber, Copeland, and Emerald Highlands Farm. Trent Stoller trains John DeLong in the Sulky. Garnett, three to five on the three. Rainbow Room now one to two. Is this too low of a price? It's actually on your My Candy Girl. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I actually, I actually do think it's too low of a price. I figured she'd be around even money. Um, she's the one I have single in my pick four, so I need her to go forward. But uh, I don't think I'd take one to two on anybody here. I think it's a little bit more competitive than that. Hey, Mike, I, uh, I dropped my microphone there. And listen, we got people <laughs> listen. We got people asking our, our correspondents for their pictures, Mike. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a fun atmosphere here at Hoosier Park. Uh, a lot of great people here. And, uh, Mike, how do you see this race setting up? Well, first of all, let's uh, let's get back to Mr. Tactor telling Jessica <laughs> about the uh, about the stupid question about who's better, Ariana G or Manchego. And and I'll tell you what, uh, if you're going to go in with a tough question with Jimmy Tactor, you you better learn to get a response like that because yeah. I, I give Jessica a lot of credit. She went she went right in. She went in with it, a but, tough uh, question, and I'll tell you what. Listen, she came back to the table, no tears. No cry, and she was stupid. She had a smile on her face. So uh, you know what? Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> she can't tell you what she was really thinking, but she can say. I think he misinterpreted the question, but that's all right. Whatever you get some answers like that. But okay. one thing about Jimmy Tactor is he's not afraid to tell the truth, and uh, you know, hey, well, the truth hurts sometimes. If he thinks it's a dumb question, hey, he's gonna tell you, right? Well, well, you know what, guys? Let's be quite honest. You've got owners involved, and when you've got owners involved of, you know, two, you've got a little bit of ownership difference of the two, you know, two best trotters perhaps in the game, then you've got to kind of. You know, I mean, you got to maybe not so be politically correct, but you, you certainly got to play it somewhere down the middle. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Jim, Jimmy's one of our favorites. And, you know, we had a chance to spend a lot of time at the Jimmy Actors Bar with Always Be Mickey. And that was certainly a treat. And he rolled out the red carpet for us. So, uh, but uh, nonetheless, Jimmy said, remember, I guess he maybe he didn't remember Jessica from uh, bringing him out to the park. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> anyway, do we have time for a break? Yeah, we got time for a very short timeout. Uh, they'll go post for it in two minutes at 9.49. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going to coast home a champion here. 
Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pit Rock together, Rowan 49 and 2. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Have you checked out the exciting harness racing action going on at the Raceway at Western Fair District? We feature eight months of live racing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with the addition of Wednesdays in the new year. Our strong pool sizes feature these 15% takeout wagers. The $2,500 guaranteed early pick three, $5,000 guaranteed pick fours, and the popular Super High Five twice daily. For more information, visit www.westernfairdistrict.com. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We're back after that commercial. Let's send it up to Steve Cross with the two-year-old of Philly Pace presented by Scientific Games. All set. And they're off in pacing. And rain on me from the inside is a way well. Rainbow Room fires hard fully. You are my candy girl there to her outside. Come see the show. Comes away fourth. Rock on ladies sliding through fifth. As Major Special Lady drops in sixth. I'm with her. We'll follow seventh. Strong opinion next in eighth. Then it's Firestorm and Fatal of Blue Chip at the back of the pack as they line up into the first turn, reaching the quarter mile marker 27 and 1. And Jingra has the four. You are my candy girl in the clear leading in length. Rainbow Room of the inside will follow along in the pocket seat in second. Rain on B is next in third. Another length and a half, two. Come see the show is fourth. Fifth to the inside, rock on ladies as they race over towards the half. Sixth to the inside, Major's special lady, and I'm with her, follows. Strong opinion, third last. So they come to the half, 56-3, and three, an eventful mile thus far here, as you are my candy girl, races unchallenged on the lead. Rainbow Room continues to wait. Rain on me, right there in the hunt is third. She's about three, three-and-a-half lengths now from the leader. 
Pace begins to quicken now as Major Special Lady is first to launch the attack first over fourth. I'm with her follows. Comes to the show, locked and shuffled, followed by Rock on Ladies. To her outside, it's strong opinion. They arrive at three quarters. You are my candy girl. 125 and two past three quarters. You are my candy girl, a length and a half. Rainbow Room setting chase in seconds. To the outside, Major Special Lady. You are my candy girl, strong with the lead, beginning to inch away. You are my candy girl by two, two and a half. Down to the inside, slipping on through its Major Special Lady Rainbow Room. To the outside, it's You Are My Candy Girl and Jingra. Winning the Breeders' Crown in 153-2. Major Special Lady's second rainbow room was third. What a night it has been for driver Yannick Jingra. Another masterful drive there, Garnett. Yeah, you know what? He uh, he knew what he wanted to do. And uh, when he stole that 29-2 third quarter, a 28-4 third quarter, uh, sorry, 29-2 second quarter, a 28-4 third quarter, pretty much unstressed. You know, that's a 58-1 middle half on a, on a track that's drying out. They weren't touching this Philly. There's, there's just no way. It has been a fantastic night of live harness racing action. And I don't know about you, but I'm alive going into the, uh, into the last leg of the pick four. And I only spent 10 bucks on my ticket. Well, I... Mike, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's doing pretty good, right? And how much do you okay? Huh? I okay like probably uh, $20. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I, I'll tell you what. I think Garnett was right. I mean, once you are my candy girl got away with that soft tempo, I mean, it was over. And, and like you say, a track that's drying out, having had some rain in the wild, while the track's getting faster, uh, you know, being close to the front end is becoming more prevalent. And, you know, it, it was over just past the half, I believe, as, as Garnett said. Well, guys, I think the uh, I think that track bias that we talked about earlier tonight is reversed. gone. I think, I, you, I think it reversed. Well, yeah, but the you know John Campbell or I think maybe who was it earlier that said that you know a lot of credit to the track man because the track man did a fantastic job getting rid of that bias. That's one thing about Hoosier Park is when they realize that there is a bias, they do their best to try to get rid of it and make it a more even playing field. I really like that. Right. Um, I, yeah, I think. Uh, I, we haven't seen really a deep closer have any shot tonight, and it's something maybe to keep in mind. Uh, the good the good thing about these races is you get to see uh, you know six races before the Breeders' Crown even starts up, so you get to get to kind of get a feel for the track. And I think it's something to keep in mind tomorrow before the Breeders' Crown races start up is that really tonight deep closers have had very have had no shot really, like none. Garnett, let me ask you this, and, uh, you know, I know you do a lot of harness uh, work for the DRF, and, uh, you know, you look at the races pretty much on a nightly basis, mainly up at Mohawk, but certainly a lot of other tracks as well. How much do you consider track bias in your handicapping? Because I've heard a lot of schools of thought, and I know handicappers that don't pay attention to it at all, that think it's the biggest myth you know, next to uh, the man on Mars. And then I know a lot of handicappers that, you know, strictly abide by track biases and strictly look for situations like that. Where does that angle rank in your uh, handicapping arsenal? I definitely watch for it and, and, and adjust some of my picks. But I think the thing I'm looking for is, you know, if, if you look at the statistics on any track, um, the winner comes from 75% of all winners are first, second, or third at the three quarters. The universal track bias in harness racing is speed. So I kind of look for, is there anything affecting the front that maybe might give closers a, a better chance? Otherwise, I'm always going to anticipate that you need to be up near the front to, to have a shot in pretty much any race now. Well, listen, this another, another case. Look at this. Two to five, 52 to one. 
Who says you cannot make money with a two to five or one to nine shot? I'll tell you what, guys, this has been a night of this type of moment happening. And I think we could potentially, Garnett, get some big prices back. Yeah, I mean, you, I think um, I think the super is going to pay okay. You got two to five, fifty-two to one, five to two, and then thirty-two to one. It's going to be another one that pays in the five, six hundred dollar range for a dollar. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that with a two to five shot winning a race. All right, we are going to take a very short timeout. When we come back, Winter Circle Reaction, we'll have more interviews and analysis coming up. We got one more Breeders' Crown race to go tonight. It is the uh, uh, the older mare. Uh, Pacers, Garnett, and I'll tell you what, I've got a huge bomb, I hope, in the next leg, but we'll get to that when we get back on this side of this commercial break. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by America. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as live harness racing action returns Saturday, November 4th. The first 1,000 guests to receive a 2017-18 commemorative calendar filled with images of the sport's greatest horses and drivers in action from the 2017 racing season. Photos are courtesy of track photographer Lisa Photo. The giveaway will begin at 6.30 p.m. at the Players Club desk in the clubhouse lobby. For more information, visit PlayMetalands.com. This year in Harrisburg, Millstream Farms will offer 11 outstanding yearlings, including a Muscle Hill Colt first bowl out of world champion Mystery Woman, a Trixton Colt first bowl out of multiple stakes winning mate Coffee Cake Hanover, and a Muscle Hill Philly first bowl from the race mare Ellen's Isle, as well as many yearlings by Cantab Hall, Credit Winner, Muscle Massive, Yankee Glide, and Conway Hall. Visit our consignment in Harrisburg November 6th through 10th. For more information, visit MillStreamFarm.com. That's MillStreamFarm.com. Millstream will see you in Harrisburg. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Blooded Horse Sales Company would like to invite you to the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. Entries are closed with 1,289 entries. The online catalog will be posted on October 27th. Catalogs will mail around October 31st. And past performance lines will be posted on November 9th. Come check it out. It's the Fall Speed Sale at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds, November 13th through the 16th. For more information, visit Blooded Horse. That's bloodedhorse.com. We are driven by a passion for the sport and a desire to help harness racing prosper. Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, all in behind the gate. Crawford Farms, open trotters have reached the top of the backstretch. They are ready to go. Founded in 1966, we are committed to breeding the world's top horses 
and supporting the industry in the process. Crispy Apple, Bionic Man time again in the Mist, New Jersey. Androvet, the great, the great Androvet does it. We are Crawford Farms. Now this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, Garnett, Barnsdale, Taylor, Johnston in the paddock. Just got and got a, yeah, I'll tell you what, that's a mouthful. There's too many of you guys. Everybody's fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally just kidding. Uh, we're going to talk to, uh, potentially talk to Yannick Jingra here in just a second. Uh, they're going to try to get him. I'm waiting on uh, Kate and Jessica to let me know. We're going to talk to Rose, who is an intern here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Ray Catolo from North American Harness Update is coming up next. Uh, uh, we are not going to be able to get Yannick Jingra, which is, which is okay. Listen, did you see the mask, the facial mask? I paid $50 last week to get that mask, and, you know, listen, it didn't do anything better for me. No, he's yeah, better looking than yeah, you. Yeah, he's a lot mask. better looking. 4360 on the exacty here, uh, another two to five shot. Making you some money here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. But one thing that Hoosier Park does do and does a fantastic job of is the intern program they have here at Hoosier Park. Uh, A lot of college students are able to uh, help progress their careers through the marketing department and Emily Gaskin. And we're here with Rose Flood. Rose, uh, talk to us a little bit about the intern program, some of the things you've kind of done and uh, some of the experiences you have. Well, I found out about it from a former Hoosier Park intern, and he talked about uh, what a great experience it was. But I'm learning all about not just harness racing, but how to work in a fast-paced environment. And I'm getting a lot of really great writing experience um, through blogs and news releases. And it's just been just a really great time. I've been here since April, and I'm loving it. Now, listen, one thing I heard that you guys um, learned how to do was bet. Did, Did Peter Lurie teach you guys how to bet and win some money? Actually, it was Emily Gaskin that <laughs> taught me how to bet and win some money. I um, Actually, the first bet that I ever placed was a Hoosier High Five bet, and I hit it, and I won about $200 on a $10 yeah. bet. Yeah. Rose, t- t- talk to us. Uh, what do you go to school for, and uh, what's your major? I am a senior public relations major at Ball State. I'm actually graduating in December, so that's a little terrifying, but exciting at the same time. Well, Rose, listen, we certainly appreciate you guys joining us. You guys have done a fantastic job. I know you guys have a lot of work on your plate going into tomorrow night. But uh, listen, thanks for taking time out. And uh, continue your education, and uh, good luck going forward. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, that was Rose Flood, one of the interns here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And uh, Garnett, I'll tell you, a great program that they've got going on. Absolutely. Um, just This place is just unbelievably uh, nice. And, I, you know, I, if you've never been here, you got to get here because it's one of the nicest tracks I've been to for sure. All right. Well, listen, we got another uh, another comedian. The not the not the, so young Jedi. The not so young Jedi. Listen, are you eighteen yet? Are, are you almost eighteen? Maybe. All right. We we've got the host. What, what's um, that going to do? Uh, yeah. Right. What's the with the host of North American Harness Update, Ray Catolo? Uh, Ray, obviously, you guys had a show tonight. Obviously, I think you guys are still kind of yeah, going on. Going. You guys are still going. I got kicked off my own show. You got kicked off your own show, well, but it became the Marcus Again? and Kyle hour over there. We got Marcus Miller and Kyle Wilfong over there, just kind of taking over. Now, obviously, uh, 
you know, you guys do your show every week just like we do, and uh, obviously we do we do do a pretty good job of kind of staying off of each other, except for when things like this on a Friday night. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how North American Harness Update got started. I know you and Garnett uh, kind of teamed together on it at first, and uh, you've kind of kept it going. Well, it was uh, Garnett and Jeremy Day initially, and then <clears throat> one day they saw this twerp that thought horses were cool, and uh-huh. I, I got on to talk about the North America Cup. And I, I don't remember what happened from there, but then I came on every now and again. And eventually, I just took over, as, as I normally do. I, I'm very ambitious. He did. But, he did. He took over. Well, he well, stole listen, my show. Well, well listen. <laughs> well, well, listen. One thing about the uh, about the sport of harness racing is the the need for young blood in the sport. And I, I gotta you know give it to you guys, you Rod, Mike Frobosi, uh, me and Mike Bozich, obviously. Um, you know, are, are kind of keeping this thing going, Ryan Macedonia with the Trotcast. And, and it's kind of cool, you know, we're, we're sort of competing, but we're really not, you know, we, we, as much harness racing publicity as we need. Do you agree with that? Well, I agree with the fact that you guys cannot compete with me. Uh, <laughs> well, we have different styles. No, and then that's, like, you listen to my show, and you, you, it's like going to the circus. You, you listen to your well, show, it's my, like NPR. Mike actually asked about your uh, comedy record. How's it doing? Uh, currently, it has sold one copy. One copy. One. Co- I made fifteen dollars. I bought it. You, I bought it. you I did, did buy it. Yes, I did. Really? We listened to it on the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know that was almost as funny as every joke I told on that album. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's still it. It's a legit thing. It is a legit thing. It was a, it was a half hour. But the problem is, it's like it's a, it's a piece of performance art, which is my way of saying it's bad. But uh, it, it's it's different, and it's basically my foray into something other than horse racing. Because if you listen to the show. Yeah, I, I, I'm always trying to push boundaries. I'm pushing envelopes, unlike Rod Allums, who is a literal mailman <laughs> who does it for a living. Uh, and, and for every person that listens to it, they, they actually enjoy it when they don't expect to hear jokes because there's a lot more substance right. to it. All right. Well, Ray, uh, listen, continue on with your uh, with your show. we got one more Breeders' Crown race. I'm sure you guys want to get back and cover it, but we appreciate you taking time out to join us. Oh, thank you. i got to go take my show back. Uh, all right. Now, oh, hey, Ray, real quick. Uh, Mike wants to know how people can tune in to your uh, to to your show. We're live right now on 148.ca backslash one, and then uh, that's SRN one, our radio station. We're also live on Periscope. That's uh, on our Twitter account. You should be able to see the feed going right now. So take your show back. Yeah, I need my show. Uh, right. That's Ray Catolo, Mike. And I'll tell you what, he does a fantastic job on North American Harness Update as well. And uh, we need more young blood in the sport, and uh, that's one way to do it. That's right, and as a matter of fact, if uh, anybody wants to go listen to the archives of the old North American Harness Update with you and Garnett, and uh, and uh, you were on there one time, and, and that's right, and and uh, yeah, that's right, we did it just me, just me and you, and uh, uh, Ray couldn't do it, but uh, yeah, um, go back and look. I believe all those are on YouTube, and uh, I remember I used to first start listening to that, and uh, you did a lot of those shows from the booth at Buffalo. Yes, I did. Yeah, and uh, and Garnett was there, and I'll tell you what, it, you know, I mean, you guys, uh, it was a good handicapping show. You guys did a little thing called hasty capping. You guys remember that? Oh yeah, we remember that hasty capping. That was fun. It was fun until Garnett beat me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, real quick, they are coming onto the racetrack for the final Breeders' Crown race of the night here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It's the Breeders' Crown on Mayor Pace stakes record here, guys. 148 and 4. Track record uh, might be in jeopardy here, Garnett. 149 and 2. Seasonal best so far from Nike Franco is 148. Let's go through this talented field. 
of Breeders' Crown Open Mare uh, Pacers. It's presented by the United States Trotting Association. Number one is L.A. Delight, by Robert McIntosh Stables, Al McIntosh and SX Stables. Robert McIntosh trains Corey Callahan in the Sulky, coming off a third-place effort in her Breeders' Crown elimination. Number two is Pure Country, owned by Diamond Creek Racing, trained by Jimmy Tactor, driven by Mark McDonald. Diamond, uh, Pure Country got hot in the summer, has tailed off a bit as the uh, colder weather came on. A winner of a Breeders' Crown elimination, a winner of the Alarage, uh, two starts back, three, excuse me, four starts back, was third in the Artscape. Number three, Nike Franco, owned by Richard Pellucci. Jim King Jr. trains Tim Tietrich in the drive. Number three, at Nike Franco. The other elimination winner is number four, Darlin' on the Beach, owned by White Birch Farm, trained by Nancy Johansson, driven by Brett Miller. Darlin' on the Beach has won 14 of their last 32 races in the past two seasons. Ron Burke, trained number five, Wind Sun Gloria, is owned by Burke Racing, Stable Weaver, Buscemi, J&T, Silver, Stables, and Carr was third in the Breeders' Crown elimination, but has been racing consistently here at Hoosier Park. Number six, Bedroom Confessions, I believe is your top pick, Michael. Uh, she was closing well in her elimination. She's owned by Alanya Racing, trained by Tony Alanya, driven by Scott Zeron, and that would be a nice finish to our pick four if we could get her down. Yes, it would. I think it's $131 for 50 cents, and I only spent 10 bucks To get back 131 I'd be in good shape, and I could uh, treat Kate to McDonald's in the morning instead of uh, that free breakfast we had. <laughs> Number seven is Sasa Hanover. It's another Ron Burke trainee, Burke Racing, Stable Pan, Hellenic, Weaver Bersemi, Larry Carr. Uh, was fifth in a disappointing Breeders' Crown elimination, was eighth in the Alarage. I'm not looking for uh, Sasa Hanover to have too good of an effort here. Number eight, Lady Shadows, owned by David Cryway and partners, trained by Ron Adams, driven by Yannick Jingra. The interesting, the most interesting thing for me about Lady Shadow, Mike, is if you'd like to buy her after this race, she's currently on the OnGate website up for sale. Listen, if you've got 500000 I want to go half in with you. Let's do it, man. All right, let's do it. Number nine is seven at times a virgin, owned by Jesse DeLong. John DeLong trains and drives the nine seven times a virgin. John DeLong said he would not give anybody, including Hoosier Park, an interview because... He's superstitious. He thinks that this horse has a legitimate shot, and he didn't want to jinx the horse at all. Wow, that's a that's pretty interesting uh, take. You you seem to get all these tidbits. Number ten, Blue Moon Stride, is a horse I'm very affiliate a mare I'm very familiar with as the winner of the Milton Stakes this year in one forty eight and four, and at twelve to one, I kind of wish I used her in the pick four. She's owned by Emilio and Maria Rosati, trained by Mark Harder, driven by Dave Miller. Not the worst stab you could take here at 12 to 1. I think Miller might be out of moving this one earlier than uh, you would might think. That is the field for tonight's 12th race, Breeders' Crown up Mayor Open Pace, presented by the United States uh, Trotting Association. And, Mike, I'll tell you what, this is a very wide-open field. I'm going to the six, Bedroom Confessions. I think Bedroom Confessions had the best of all of the eliminations last week. She was second. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I think she's got a legitimate shot here. Well, here's the question, guys. Is Darlin' on the beach back? I mean, I think that's the question. And judging by her last two efforts in that open against J.K. Willpower, J.K. Willpower has really been turning it on as of late. And Darlin' on the beach has won two of the three races before that. She was a very easy winner last time. She had a really good burst for driver Brett Miller, who's back with for trainer Nancy Johansson. Mikey Franco has been super formful, too. Actually, I, I, I don't like to go chalk. But uh, I think this race was, uh, revolves around the 3, 4, and 4, 3. All right. We're going to uh, go back to this race here in just a minute, brought to you by the United States uh, Trotting Association. Real quick, though, we're joined by Rick Moore. And Rick has been – Rick is – 
Rick has been a very special guest on our uh, on our show the last couple of weeks. My one of my bosses, Tom Aldrich, knows uh, knows knows you, Rick. But listen, I got to tell you, you guys have put on one heck of a show tonight. I can't wait for tomorrow night when the weather is uh, going to cooperate with us. Yeah, we had a little wet wet weather tonight, but you know that happens. It's it's fall. It's in Central Indiana, but it's quit, and it looks like tomorrow's going to be a sensational day. The ra- the racing tonight has just been great. Everyone seems to be in just a super mood. Our team has just knocked it out of the park. I couldn't be proud of every single team member here at Hoosier Park who's really dedicated the, the last few months to making sure Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park was something special. And that's one thing I wanted to tell you, talk to you about. You know, a couple weeks ago when you were on our show, you mentioned that you guys had a ton of different committees. How, I mean, when you, when you went in to start planning this thing, did you ever think that it would be as much work as it was, or uh, was it, you know, maybe kind of the work you expected it to be? We knew it was going to be a lot of work, but we did form 23 different committees. And, you know, just when you haven't held an event before, you don't have any past performances, per se, to go off of. You know, there's a, it's a clean piece of paper, and you're starting to work off that clean piece of paper. There's nothing on it. So it, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun at the same time, and it's just been wonderful. All right, Rick. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate everything you've done for our show and for having us out here. We appreciate it. We can't, th- Mike, can't thank you enough for being out here, okay? We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That's Rick Moore here from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And I'll tell you what, you know, you can, uh, Garnett can vouch for this, and we're getting ready to take a very short time out. Uh, I'll tell you what, they have treated us so hospitable over the past uh, couple of hours uh, with us sitting out here in the cold. We're going to take one quick timeout before this race goes off. When we come back, it's the Breeders' Crowd Open Mare's Pace presented by the United States Trotting Association. Okay, I'm not sure. uh, I don't hear anything. One sec. It's just doing the old spinner room, my friend. It's just not cooperating <laughs> with me right now, but well, listen, we'll I, we will have that problem rectified. We'll take a break after the race. How about that? We'll just we'll go to break after the race. Uh, it just the wait just don't want us to take a break. It just wants me to keep talking and talking and talking and talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, they are going to the gate here momentarily. It's a pretty wide open uh, betting board here. Pure country at two to one. The four darling on the beach at two to one. Listen, guys. 7-1 on uh, Bedroom Confessions, and I've been talking this horse up the entire time, Garnett. Yep, can, you, can, you, can you agree with me or disagree with me? You watched the eliminations. What did you think of Bedroom Confessions? Um, I, she, she, uh, she obviously was closing very well. Um, one of the things I don't like is that she tends to be a deep closer at times, so hopefully she can get put into the race earlier than uh, normal. All right, guys. Uh, Mike, any last thoughts? Well, you know, you look for that uh, – I'll tell you what, if you look for middle moves, I think that's kind of where you want to go. And it just seems like it's been a bit of a formful thing to look for here at Hoosier, Hoosier Park tonight. And uh, like I say, I think Fort Darlin on the beach made one of those beautiful middle moves to win three starts back. It was an easy pocket win last time, showing a very strong burst. I think she's now on the top of her ball game. I think, I think she controls this thing. It's going to be down between the her and the, the ever formful Nike Franco guys. This is going to be a good one. All right, guys, we're going to set it upstairs to Steve Cross. It's the final Breeders' Crown race of the night here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Here's Steve Cross with the live call. Starting gate here with a couple of seconds to post, so we'll give Steve Cross a little early call. Steve, take it away. The Breeders' Crown Championship for open-facing mares, Field 10, sponsored by the USTA. Lining up. 
there at the stretch. Past the first start pole, here they come. And they're off and facing. And fast off the gate, Nike Franco in for the lead. Down on the beach of the outside is hustled away. And from the front side comes Lady Shadow. And she comes swooping in, challenging the early leaders. LED Light comes away for it. Blue Moon's dry to the inside is fifth. Then it's Pure Country pacing in sixth. Winston Glory comes away seventh. Sasa Hanover is next as they arrive at the first quarter mile marker. 26-2 and two for that opening is split. The early trailer as they step onto the back stretch there, it's seven times a virgin. So clearing to the front was Lady Shadow and Jingra. They lead the way a length and a half here. Nike Franco and will follow along in the pocket seat in second. Donald on the beach is next and third. L.A. Delights lined up in fourth. Blue Moon Stride, mid-pack is fifth, Pure Country is next and sixth. She's brought to the outside. They'll start up the outer flow. Winston Glory skimming the pylons. Bedroom Confessions to the outside as the field tightens to the aperture. Lady Shadow with the lead two. To the inside, Nike Franco and, and to the outside. Moving first up now comes L.A. Delight as they approach the three quarters. Blue Moon Stride flushed and follows that cover. Darlano Beach is trapped to the inside. She is blocked in fifth. Pure country to the outside. They arrive at three quarters, 123 and two. Lady Shadow leads for home. To the inside, Nike, Franco, and Tietrick waits for the passing lane. And to the outside comes Blue Moon Stride and Miller. They blast it an eighth of a mile ago. Lady Shadow clings to the lead. Down to the inside comes Darlin' on the beach. Darlin' on the beach into the passing lane. And to the outside, here comes Blue Moon Stride. It's a cavalry charge. Here's Pure Country and Pure Country emerging late to win the Breeders' Crown in 152-1. Listen, Bedroom Confessions was flat out flying in the stretch. That 26, they went... 26 and 2, 54 and 4, 123 and 2. We talked about Yannick Jingra all night, and uh, they couldn't slow down the pace here. No, and I think um, I think Lady Shadow is a horse you don't want to really slow down. She's never really been that kind of a, a mare. Um, I, you know what? We're just a little bit out of position there, man. You got to be a little bit closer. Perfect country got a perfect trip, or pure country did, and uh, squashed everything. I was four deep. I wish I had used per- pure country, but. There's the long shot. There's got to be one, uh, you know, in six of these races, they can't all be six to five shots or one to five shots. <laughs> that is the truth here. And uh, I'll tell you what, my horse runs second. That's, you know, that's no, that's no slouch effort. Six to one at uh, seven, to, or excuse me, seven to one on the six bedroom confessions. Mark McDonald uh, is gonna, probably going to be a good interview in the winner's circle here. So uh, Good for him. We'll Mark's have to, a great guy. Mark is a super nice guy, and I think he, uh, he definitely deserves this race. And, uh, you know, listen, I lost my pick four bet. But if I have to be happy for somebody, it's definitely Mark McDonald. You know, my son standing over here has about 20 of Mark's whips that he's asking for when he's a little kid. And he knew after about the third one. See, there goes a whip. He knew after about the third one that there's the same kid asking him every time, but he didn't care. That's how nice a guy he is. Well, listen, we have talked about just about everything Breeders' Crown. Guys, this race was probably one of the more competitive races of the night. And Garnett, I got I, I to say here. Did you uh, did you have the two pure country in your ticket? No, I didn't. You know, I went three, four, six, eight. Um, she I, I just uh, she she kind of looked like she was kind of tailing off towards the end of the year, and I, I guess not. It was a big effort. That was a big effort coming off a fourth place effort. Didn't really show much in the Alaraj, but in the open, it 
Lexington, she closed from off the pace. Her last win came up at Mohawk, actually, in the Milton Stakes. Uh, was a uh, elimination, I believe, or was a uh, not an elimination, maybe, but a um, uh, a leg of the Milton, rather. That was elimination for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I was live on her in the final of uh, of that race for about a thousand dollar pick four, and the, and the pace just went totally against her that night. This night, she got a much better trip. Well, listen, we are going to wrap this thing up here in just a little bit. Uh, obviously, a fantastic, fantastic uh, race uh, so far here this evening. And uh, the trophy presentation here sponsored by Victory Hill Farm. The United States Trotting Association sponsored this Breeders Crown race. And I'll tell you, what an exciting night of live harness racing this has been. We've got a few more races left to go. i got to make uh, Kate's 12 bucks back yep. uh, here with a show bet or something. But okay. uh, look at the jubilant connections in the winter circle. What deserving these guys are uh, for winning this race here. Jimmy Tactor uh, is having one heck of a night. And I'll tell you what, going into tomorrow night, he's got a uh, headstrong uh, victory on the rest of them. That's for sure. No kidding. i got a question. Uh, is this one of those cases where – the drivers wearing the owner's silks because that if it if it's not Mark changed his silk color. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it is. Uh, listen, real quick, uh, Taylor, uh, you, you're standing uh, with us. Listen, you've had fun in the paddock. You did a few interviews for us. We appreciate that. And uh, listen, what is your take on the Breeders' Crown Night? Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, and uh, you know we we've seen some interesting winners. And uh, unfortunately for me, anyway, in my pick four, the uh, price came in the wrong rate. It's definitely been a great experience. I love every moment of it. And it was actually nice to be able to sit in the paddock and talk to the owners, the trainers, everything. So it's cool to see it from that aspect of it. All right. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate everything you've done for us. And uh, listen, I know your dad, who's in the winter circle right now, shooting for the USTA. He's got to be super proud of you. And listen, you've got an experience coming up uh, soon. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I actually just accepted an internship at Diamond Creek Farm in Pennsylvania, where I'll be moving out there in January doing a foaling internship, working with the mares and uh, the stallions to get everything ready for the foaling season. So I'm super excited. Congratulations to our very own Taylor Johnson. She's headed out to uh, Diamond Creek Farm, correct? Where always be Mickey, uh, I believe, was or is. I know they shipped him overseas. He's in Australia right now, so he'll be coming back. You have to take some pictures with him. I know our own Jess got and took some photos with him after uh, winning the Breeders' Crown last year. Well, Pure Country is going to get her picture taken for the first time in a little while. Uh, the last time she won a race was back on September the 8th, so almost two months to the day. Here's your prices, $2 exact to $256. Pick four returns $846.40, Garnett. Man, that's a, that's a $2 ticket, though. That's a $2 but ticket. But I'd happily take a quarter of that for my 50-cent ticket. Oh, of course. And yeah. the uh, $2 super returned $5,332. Jessica Otten and Kate Wiggins going to attempt to get uh, Mark McDonald. Taylor, come on. We're, we're trying to get a couple more of the interns here. Trying to get a couple more of the interns. Do I have you convinced yet? Come on, just two questions. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> she, she ran away. So we tried. What can we do? Um, you know, the uh, Diamond Creek Farm Connections uh, obviously have to be super proud with uh, how their horses are doing. Garnett, uh, as we wait for Winter Circle Reaction, the 13th race coming up this evening uh, is the Extreme Velocity Philly and Mare non-winners of two stakes. Uh, we got to talk tomorrow night, too, about a uh, – there's a Grand Circuit race coming up after um, – after the Breeders' Crown races tomorrow night. We'll get into that uh, a yep. little bit tomorrow, obviously. And, uh, you know, 
currently a pretty wide open betting board. This might be a race that me and you might have to take a stab at a uh, super factor or something. Sure. Um, I, I was actually looking at the five, this flight rocks who uh, has been uh, putting up some pretty, uh, pretty impressive races on the, the half mile. Uh, looks like a fair circuit. And then I look up the board and uh, she's five to two. So I don't like her as much at five to two, but I guess we could put her put her user in a in a super. I just like all seeing all those open length wins and you know a one fifty uh, one fifty six one fifty eight and four on uh, on the one of these fair tracks could be like about a one fifty two mile here. Listen, this might be the lightest dressed guy here, and it's because he's from New York. It's got to be because I tell you what, it, he's it, got it, all it, those pockets are full of money. Don't be fooled. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we're gonna talk to Derek Givner from excuse me. Did I say that right, Derek Gibner? Yeah, from the or from the USTA. Listen to me, from DRF Harness and Derek. Uh, are you at all surprised? Uh, let's talk about that last race. Are you at all surprised? Uh, my my bomb, who I've been talking about all night, she she raced extremely well. But were you at all surprised by the uh, result here? I mean, I was really surprised. I, listen, going in, I wasn't surprised. Pure Country would be around because I think I picked her fourth, so it gives her a shot. But top of the stretch, I really didn't give her much of a shot. Uh, but uh, the 26 and change, 54 and 4, we haven't seen fractions anywhere near that all night, and clearly they played it still. Now, obviously, we're watching them come down the stretch. Everybody's closing from everywhere. Uh, My Horse Bedroom Confessions was trying to come up on the outside. Uh, Lady Shadow just, uh, you know, just didn't have it tonight. She didn't have it last week here, and Yannick said it's been a tiring track. Were you surprised to see him go that kind of fraction? I think once you key her up, that's just what you get from her, and uh, I far as I'm concerned, she hasn't been right all year. I mean, we haven't seen the, the same horse since maybe last year or maybe her first couple of starts of this year. Gar- Garnett told me you were buying her from OnGate.com. I, that's the rumor going around. He said you're buying her. I might buy Garnett some gloves because uh, he's sitting out here and it's freezing and he's got no gloves on. Uh, maybe it's because he's from Canada. And, and, and But you were, you've been in uh, Northfield and Cleveland. You've been in Buffalo. And yet you just can't take the cold weather. you got to wear gloves. Now, listen, uh, going into tomorrow night, uh, obviously better weather. Uh, we're expecting better weather as far as the rain goes. Uh, you know, it's going to be cold again tomorrow night. Are you expecting any difference in the track variance? Uh, obviously, uh, early on it was, you know, kind of a closers type of a uh, kind of a closers type of night. And then speed kind of seemed to hold up. The track uh, kind of came back to form a little bit. Are you expecting anything different going into tomorrow night or uh, any sort of a price play at all? I think the track probably tomorrow is going to be uh, hard as a rock because, you know what, you're going to get cold temperatures. The sun's going to come out for a little while. You get a little bit of wind there, and it'll just make it very hard. Um, as far as a price play tomorrow, you know what, and I was telling this to Garnett earlier today, I like to see a few races, see how the track's going to play before I, you know, I make a stand on something. So maybe I'll stop by tomorrow right before the Brutus Crown races, and I'll give you one. All right, that's Derek Gibner from the Daily Racing Forum. Hey, listen, appreciate all your support, man. We really do. All right, guys. Uh, Mike, I'll tell you what. It was one of the more competitive races of the night, uh, the 12th race, the Breeders' Crown. Uh, it was an exciting race, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. Congratulations to our good friends at Diamond Creek Farm, Pure Country. Uh, giving the cheese there again. Trainer Jimmy Tanker just having a big, big night in night one of the uh, Breeders' Crown from Hoosier Park over well over $2 million in earnings now for pure country who finds her way back into the winner's circle. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, it's more Mike. from Hoosier Park. Hey, Mike. Yes. Hold, yes, sir. Hold on. Wait, hold on one second, buddy. We're, I think we're getting ready to head to the winner's circle uh, here in just a minute. So we'll take a time out as soon as uh, we get to that, uh, if that's okay. Gotcha. So on, okay, Jimmy. Jimmy, listen, Jimmy Tacker is in the winner's circle, so be, have Jessica be very careful with her question. No, no, no. It's Mark McDonald coming up, I believe. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know about you, but when I see Jimmy Tactor standing in the winner's circle and I was four deep to close out the pick four, <laughs> I feel like a bit of an idiot, to be honest with you. Well, I think we all feel like idiots because I left him out of that pick four, too. But listen, how you know, I'm going to keep touting this horse. How about Edward? I called it all day. I did. I've been talking about this horse all day, and I, I really was impressed by the way uh, she came home. I'd be more impressed if she made up the last length than I cashed. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can't be impressed when I tout her all day. Listen, it's not often I tout uh, seven or eight to one shots. Normally, it's uh, one to ten shots. No, you actually, counting. you actually messaged me about her earlier in the week. So you've been on her all week. She raced well. Uh, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But she was definitely live, and she was a price. So yeah, you take a little bit of credit, but we didn't cash. Well, that's a and you know, know what? And, and and listen, guys, Mike and Garnett. Here's another horse that we talked about that came off an uncovered trip last week in the eliminations. Right, that's that's a big angle for me because I mean, people people jump off, they jump on and off ships, right? The the guys that bet them better last week jumps jump off the ship. She gets a better trip, she comes in at her price. It happens all the time. Listen, one person that's going to see a lot of Jimmy Tactor uh, is Taylor Johnson. We talked to her a little bit, Mike, uh, while you're uh, while you were away. And she's talking about her internship that she got with Diamond Creek Farm. You'll be seeing a lot of Jimmy Tactor out there. That's for uh, that's for sure. But listen, he he's talking about not. I don't know. If he's talking about hanging it up. I guess is that what we want to call it? Maybe. Well, I mean, the story in uh, Harness Racing Update about a month ago suggested that he's uh, retiring at the end of the year. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got enough money to do it. Um, I don't know if he's going to 100 percent retire, but. I think he's at the point where I think what he was saying was, um, you know, it's just a lot of continuous pressure and, and stress and to, to win, basically, for these connections. So, All right. We're going to go to the winner's circle. Jess Scott standing by with winning driver Mark McDonald. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with winning driver Mark McDonald. First of all, congratulations. What was going through your mind coming to the top of the stretch? You guys were coming from everywhere. It was probably one of the most exciting races of the night. Yeah, I was just hoping she would keep digging for me. I was pretty sure she would. Uh, uh, Jimmy told me she tied up a little bit in her elimination. So, uh, you know, we just fanned out and, and hoped for the best. What does it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown? They're always exciting, you know. It, it's it's really special. I, I only had a few chances this year. Uh, I thought she was probably my best one, and I, I guess she was long. I didn't think she deserved to be 21-1, to 1, but but uh, I thought she was my best one. I'm, I'm happy. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And there you have it. Driver Mark McDonald for the aged pacing there. Back to you, Mike. Thank you so much. Uh, real quick, uh, before we take a quick time out to cover this 13th race, currently three minutes to post. Uh, the off time here is 1034, so we got a little bit of time. We want to quickly talk to uh, Peter O'Leary. And, Peter, listen, you guys have done a amazing, an amazing job at putting this show on. I, I, I've seen you everywhere. In Los Angeles tonight, I saw you. I saw you over over there. I saw you on Wish TV. You guys have done a fantastic job of everything. And uh, listen, you you watched the races tonight. We saw a little bit of a track bias early on. The rain, you know, listen, the rain screwed with that, obviously. Uh, going into tomorrow night, uh, anything you're expecting or uh, looking forward to? Well, the one thing that comes down, I think, first of all, is congratulations to all the winners. And more importantly, um, the team effort of Jimmy Tactor giving all the praise to his barn. Uh, it's a labor of love with him. Again, it's an overused term, but uh, everything we saw tonight, including that huge price, as he was saying, finally with this one, <laughs> figured it out, got this one in the last race. We just saw Pure Country. But Machego, I mean, what, what, a, what a brilliant horse. And Ariana G. Tomorrow, it's going to be the boys, with a lone exception. I can't wait to see this. Hanalor Hanover taking on the boys. Uh, during the eliminations, I think you guys might have heard me in an interview with Ron Burke. I said, does the fact that a, a win against the boys 
almost guarantee horse of the year play into it. And he said with a very straight face, he says, I got to be honest with you, it's about the money. It pays more to be against the boys than it was against the girls. But he said it would be a good tip of the cap. I say, you know what? I think it's a little of both. I can't wait to see it. But wall to wall, it's going to be an amazing night. Well, Peter, I got to tell you, it's been a fantastic night so far this year. And I've been touting myself for the last 10 minutes about bedroom confessions and how good she raced. But I got to tell you, you guys have done a fantastic job. And I can't wait to work with you guys. Uh, Listen, after the show, I'm going to work with you somewhere else. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but listen, we'll work with you. We'll take care of that when the time comes. But tomorrow night as well, you guys have done a fantastic job, like I said, and uh, we appreciate your uh, hospitality. Michael, I really appreciate it. And again, for the Cali boy out here in Indiana, it sounds like another overused term because the Dodgers are losing right now. But <laughs> it's a team effort. And I mean that sincerely, if it wasn't for everybody pulling together, it's not easy to do literally three shows simultaneously. And uh, for our friends at TVG, thank you so much for Wish TV Great. And, of course, if it wasn't for Rick Moore and the whole team here, Steve Cross, Emily Gaskin, we would have absolutely nothing. All right, Peter. Thanks so much, brother. We'll see you in a little while. All right, Mike, uh, let's take a quick timeout uh, and we'll pay some bills. And when we come back, we're going to close this thing out. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Well, and I guess we're back at post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, it looks like we're just having some problems right, right now with I got you. Talk I got Radio. You. I, I, we have I got to blame you. it on Blog Talk Radio. Here, I got you. Hold on one second. Here, I got you. Well, maybe I don't got you. No, it's it's <laughs> got to be it's got to be our good friends at Blog Talk. So uh, anyway, well, uh, hey Mike, real quick, let's thank let's thank our sponsors uh, who uh, do a great job. Uh, obviously, their commercials yeah. aren't going to play for us, uh, but let's uh, let's let's take some time out to thank them. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, of course, going to start with Bet America. Always play the Bet America way. They've always got great uh, specials on their website. Make sure you uh, check them out at betamerica.com. Of course, our good friends at the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Millstream Farms joining us uh, for this broadcast. Uh, Christine Zernison and group just do a fantastic job there, and they're going to uh, be at Harrisburg. So make sure you stop and see them there. Of course, uh, our good friends at thestables.ca. Uh, I know, Garnett, you could chime in about the good folks at the, the stable.ca. I sure can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a part owner in five of their, uh, five of their horses. Now one, two year old who's getting ready to qualify. We're hoping in uh, mid November vintage blues to be qualified three yearlings and, uh, and a weanling, a muscle mass weanling that came, uh, came available. I took a 5% interest in her and uh, she's, uh, she's very well bred. And you know what? The best thing about the stable is they're very transparent. And uh, if you, if you buy into one of their horses, you can go see the horse anytime. You don't need to make an appointment. You walk into the barn, like you own the place or own the horse, which you do. And um, it's just a great experience. And uh, it's very, you can make it as expensive or inexpensive as you want. Buying as little as 1%. uh, The the monthly uh, training bill is $23 and 25 cents a month plus tax for every 1%. And it's a great experience. Yeah, certainly. Of course, uh, the Blooded Horse, our good friends, uh, Jerry Hawes and company, uh, make sure you uh, visit them at bloodedhorse.com. Of course, Crawford Farms, uh, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, are there two better people in this business than uh, Michelle and Al Crawford? I mean, these guys just do a tremendous job promoting the sport of harness racing all over the place. Our good friends at Diamond Creek Farms, congratulations to them on their win with Pure Country in the uh, – the uh, Mayor uh, Breeders' Crown 
uh, pace uh, that we just saw in the last race. So congratulations to our good friends at Diamond Creek Farms. Of course, the Hamiltonian Society, Moira Fanning and Company. Where would we be without them, Mike Carter? I'll tell you what. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I agree with Garnett there. We'd be nowhere, man. I seriously. Yeah, so uh, hats off to them people. Of course, new vocations, uh, Wendy Morgan Nemeth. I think uh, she's probably going to join you at the broadcast location tomorrow. Of course, uh, the downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. How about this, guys? It's already time to start ta- uh, start thinking about Breeders' Crown 2018. Go. Right now, and, let's go. Uh, we're going to be right. there next year, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be live from the Breeders' Crown in the Poconos next year. We need we need everybody around there. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to have some fun out there as well. Obviously, the 13th race going to the gate. Let's continue to thank uh, our sponsors. And then we got a special good night message, uh, Mike, uh, that you don't know about yet. Oh, okay. Uh, U.S., uh, of course, uh, the USTA, our good friends there, uh, the Harness Racing Fan Zone, Allison Conti, make sure you check them out. VIP Stables, our Boate uh, with some good guys there, Ed O'Connor and Tom Janes. We certainly appreciate them uh, for uh, partnering with us. And how about our guys at the Western Fair? Make sure you could uh, make sure to check out our website, host time with Mike and Mike.com. You can check out the Handicappers Corner, where uh, I supply the selections on Monday and Mike Carter supplies the selections on Tuesday. And of course you can watch all the action at the district at Western fair, some great, great racing there, Mike. Well, listen, uh, I've got the close of the breeders crown show uh, queued up on my phone. So we did, can at least get the close to play. So from all of us here at post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America for Jess Scott and Taylor Johnston, Garnett Barnsdale, Mike Bozich. I'm Michael Carter. We thank you for joining us here this evening. And uh, listen, we'll see you back here at eight o'clock tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Live coverage of the 2017 Breeders' Crown from Hoosier Park was brought to you by Bet America. Play the Bet America way. Disable.ca. An affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. New vocations. Make your next horse an X-Race horse. The Harness Racing Fan Zone. Putting you in the driver's seat. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Live Harness Racing returns November 4th. Embroidery Unlimited. For all of your embroidery needs. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. The Breeders' Crown is coming in 2018. Crawford Farms. Driven for a passion of the sport. The Raceway at Western Fair District. Harness Racing lives here. Millstream Farms. Visit us online at millstreamfarms.com. The Blooded Horse Sales Company. Visit us at bloodedhorse.com. Diamond Creek Farms. Simply a cut above. VIP Internet Stables. The number one partnership in harness racing. What is that?